Recording live from Studio Chanteau, outside of Detroit, Michigan, you're listening to Scotty Freytown and Tyler Dean, The Outside Blitz! And welcome everybody to The Outside Blitz. I am your host, the fabulous one, Scotty Freytown, along with my co-host, the tenacious, titillating Tyler Dean. Tyler Dean, welcome back. We took a long absence. Long break. Long, long break. break. A little summer break. We needed a little break. But that's okay. We're going to continue uh, onward into the new 2019-2020 uh, season. It feels like it went by really fast. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. It's like, I hate not having football. I Yeah. Yeah. The summer, I, summer rolled on by the, uh, the draft. You know, it, it seems like I mean, very a lot more recent than it should that we were talking about the draft, that we were talking about, um, you know, all of those those items, uh, and and really, I'm totally stoked. I'm totally stoked that we're almost back to football. I'm almost I'm I'm really stoked that we're going to be on the preseason really soon here. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, week from tomorrow is the uh, Hall of Fame game. Yep, yep, the Hall of Fame game. Always love that one. Um, and well, then, well, yeah. I mean, it's preseason football, but hey, you know what? It's football. You know no team wants to start their guys for a fifth game. No. Oh, God. Um, and I, I personally, I, I'm not a huge fan of preseason football because I feel like guys get hurt for no reason. And and the NFL apparently has been exploring that that 18-game possibility. And, yeah, it's not you know, going yeah, to fly. I, I don't think it's going to fly either. Um, you know, it, it's it, things are getting a little sticky uh, with that whole situation. But we do have news around the league today, Tyler. We've got plenty of stuff to talk about. Um, and we've got uh, some bold predictions for each division in uh, the NFC, AFC. We're going to go right through each division, giving a bold prediction for uh, the teams in those divisions. Um, it, it's going to be a good time. Um, I, I think some of your predictions are going to be a lot bolder than mine. But remember last year, I got a little outlandish. Yeah, just just a tad. I, I remember a couple of them, and I was like, mm. well, the, the, one of my big ones I actually really wasn't far off on. What was that? I said that um, Jared Goff's going to be the MVP. No, and he, he was did close. finish in the, in the top five, and for the first half of the year, he was in those talks. Right, he he was close. Um, but you you also didn't predict uh, Todd Gurley going down with knee injuries. No, falling apart. I mean, <laughs> he still was the number one back last year, which I got right. But playoffs, he, he was, was just was he? He sat the last. Well, no, he got past the last week because he sat out with seventeen. But him and him and Zeke were basically like. Yeah, I was going to say. But Gurley was by far the number one uh, scrimmage back. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I thought Zeke kind of... Zeke edged him out because he played that last game. They actually... It was partly he was injured and partly they were benching players. Yeah. And that never surprises me. But um, we got some news around the league, Tyler. So we we will go around the league. Uh, Right now, we got uh, lots of news going on. Yeah. and I, I hope you're totally stoked for, you guessed it, Tyler. Oh, no, I think that's coming. Are you excited? I'm excited. <laughs> we got breaking news, Tyler. That was, see, that one was a little more concise for you. It was a little, it was a little shorter for you. A little more professional. Did you like that one? Uh, but anyway, um, first and foremost, uh, it just, just popped up. Taylor Luan says that he, he goes on a video on Twitter, says he failed his drug test for a banned substance. He's facing a suspension. Um, how badly does this kill uh, the, the Tennessee Titans? It hurts them a lot. He's their uh, go-to guy. and the, it, Not having him, depending 
in what I think is a very going to be a very tough division this year is, well, yeah. is going to hurt. I think it's I think that division is is ridiculously uh, difficult with the Colts right now. The Colts are are just beasts right now, and then you've got the Texans over there as well, vying for playoff spots. And and here's the Titans; they're losing their their kind of bell cow on the offensive line. Um, Taylor Lewan is is basically I I think he's the heart and soul of that offensive line, really, and and. So to lose a player like that, I mean, depends on how long the suspension is. Depends if they're just going to find him. I, you almost have to suspend him if you're suspending all these other guys for it. Oh, you definitely do. You know, so he's going to get suspended three to four games. I think it's four games is, is the first offense. So, I mean, if you lose him for four games, I mean, yeah, that's going to be a tough one for Marcus Mariota and company or, or Ryan Tannehill or whoever becomes the starter over there. Um, but we also have more stuff going on. We had breaking news earlier in the day. Uh, the Green Bay Packers released the defensive lineman, Mike Daniels. Um, just a, a confusing move, I guess. I mean, I know Mike Daniels wasn't like a huge splash guy or anything like that. I knew he wasn't just like, you know, a monster on the line or anything. But at the same time, he played very well for them uh, last season, even though he only played 10 games. In the 10 games he was there, he played well. He played 16 games the two years before um, in, in both seasons, 16 games. So, I mean, He's a good player. I'm surprised that they cut him. I am too. It's just kind of mind-boggling to me. It sounds like a cap casualty. Is what it sounds. It definitely like. does. I just don't think it was the right one. No, I, I don't think it was the right one either. And and the Packers are they're they're a confusing team to me right now. I'll be honest with you with the way they drafted and the way that they they um, you know now drop Mike Daniels. I I don't know um, that the the Green Bay Packers actually got better this offseason, and then they signed defensive lineman Dean Lowry uh, to a, a, a really good-sized contract extension, three years, 20 mil. I mean, it, that's a that's a big contract extension for a guy who is, you know, he only has 19 starts. I mean, eh, eh. He has, he's registered 105 tackles, seven sacks, seven passes defended, a forced fumble, and two fumble recoveries since 2016. That's that's not a lot of action for a guy, and and to it extend and to extend him, I mean, it, does it look pretty at first? I mean, I guess as soon as you're you're reading it, yeah, it's how, oh yeah, that sounds really good. But then you know, he, he, the guy got signed to a three year extension, twenty million dollars. It's a good amount of money. You better hope to God that he produces, um, along with uh, Kenny Clark. So I questions there for the Packers, but I digress. It's just a confusing one. Another confusing release earlier this week. A couple of them. Uh, the Redskins, first of all, they cut middle linebacker Mason Foster um, after his nine seasons in the league. Uh, Foster, top-of-the-line middle linebacker. I don't understand why you would drop a guy like that. Um, I'm assuming it's a cap casualty situation again, but same time, it's Mason Foster. Why are you dumping a player that good uh, who, who came in and, and played so well for you as a free agent? Unless there's something we're not aware of. And, uh, and that's the question of the day. I mean, is Mason Foster going to catch on somewhere? I think so. There, there's plenty of teams that need a middle oh, linebacker. Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> Baltimore. <laughs> could use one. Could use a middle linebacker. Mason Foster sounds like the guy for the job. So, I mean, he could hop right in there, um, really fill that role that was left um, by your boy. So, I, you go into the Jets. I, I mean, big issue there. Big, big issue. Uh, Mason Foster's um, agent went on to lambaste the Redskins brass and the NFL, for that matter, um, for Mason Foster's release and the way that they've they've treated him. 
uh, over the course of the last several years, just went on to roast uh, the NFL on Twitter, which probably wasn't the best move for an agent because it's going to no. make it even more difficult for Mason Foster to get signed. I don't think it was very smart. But Time for a new agent. Yeah, maybe that's just me. Uh, another confusing cut was uh, the Cowboys cut Alan Hurts, who broke his leg in the uh, the playoffs uh, last year. And, you know, did he produce a lot for the Cowboys? No. Do I really feel like this one is definitely a cap casualty? Yes. Yes. I think the Cowboys were... were right. he'll, he'll land. He's yeah. going to land. Oh, yeah. Cowboys were flirting with the, the cap for a little while there. I mean, granted, you got to understand Alan Hurts' leg. I mean, the the level of that leg break was disgusting. I mean, leg hanging there. And, that, and that's part of it. We don't, we don't know the extent of his return or the right. injury. And, and and his contract wasn't it wasn't this a $10 million deal? Something $10 million like that, year? yeah. So, I mean, it, it was a good-sized contract for Alan Hearns, who he played really well in Jacksonville. Now he's got the broken leg deal going on. It, there's there's a, a, a lot of issues there uh, with this contract situation. I believe that Alan Hearns... It was a cap casualty because the Cowboys were flirting with the cap there for a minute. They were having issues. Now they're wanting to sign Amari Cooper to a big deal. I don't think losing Alan Hearns, though, I don't think the Cowboys perform as well uh, passing the football now to, to Amari Cooper. I, does that? Do you feel that that uh, places more pressure on Amari Cooper when it comes to dealing with corners? It does a little bit, but like like you said earlier, though, Alan Hearns wasn't really performing that well, so I don't I don't think losing Hearns really takes out the fact that Cooper's going to be a, a threat this year. Yeah, I and I mean Alan Hearns, what I, I don't I don't think he performed like super well, but one thing that I I believe about the Alan Hearns situation is that Alan Hearns drew coverage. That was something that that I, I believe he drew coverage. 484 yards for the for the Jags, yeah, 295 and 295 for the Cowboys, but he drew coverage, and that's the thing. You got um, Amari Cooper. The, the Cowboys ultimately wind up saving five million dollars against the cap with the cut. Um, Hearns is going to land. He's 27 years old. Like you said, he's going to go somewhere. He's going to be a, a a beast. But they're going to have, and and it looks like what they did after cutting Alan Hearns was they signed another quarterback, which was confusing. I don't know who the Cowboys, outside of Amari Cooper, have at wide receiver. I mean, that's that's the problem I have right now is I don't know who they have. Um, the, you, you got Amari Cooper there. Alan Hearns is gone. Um, who's the other cat that, that just left for Buffalo? Real small guy, about oh. your size. I hope he's not my size. Um, <laughs> shoot. Um but he he just left. I mean, really, all the I oh mean, yeah, Cobb. They, they do have Randall Cobb. It there could be a resurgence of Randall Cobb. I, I don't know that it's going to. I mean, Randall Cobb has looked like a ghost of his, his former self ever since Nelson left. Yeah, I mean, Michael Gallup maybe. I mean, you, you don't really Tavon Austin hypothetically could be a guy. I mean, it, I, I I don't know. I don't I don't necessarily buy this move. I I I think Alan Hearns is better than than Randall Cobb, but maybe that's just me. Um, but I digress. Now, now, one guy who's a definite number two, um, and I, I think a lot of people are hoping turns into a number one because of the injuries over there in uh, Cincinnati, the Bengals re-signed Tyler Boyd to a four-year, $43 million extension. <clears throat> That's a huge, huge, huge contract for Tyler Boyd, I believe. It's a big contract, but I think... Uh... It's one of those cases where you're paying for what you're going to get versus paying for what you already had. Um, Boyd's on the upswing right now. He had a great season last year, and I think that he, I think his 
he's only going to improve. My thing is, I don't think he should have uh, signed with Cincinnati. I don't think he should have signed with Cincinnati either. I mean, uh, the extension is is a four year extension. Um, he gets to, he's basically going to get about almost eleven million. It's ten seventy five uh, per year. Um, ten point seven five. I, I, it's a good contract. Is it a great contract? I don't know. I'm not sure how much of it is guaranteed. I'd have to look that up. But ultimately, I, I hate to be a, a douchebag real quick. Um, we, before you said they get your phone out, did, did you hear cut better than that one? I had to. Ma- I did the math. That, that's on it. that's an easy one. I'm not. I I am an English major and I am into journalism. But Tyler, I am not a mathematician well, maybe like you. It's, maybe it's just me. It, I no. I am not a mathematician like you. I, I did go and do the math on it. Ten point seven five is the uh, amount, Tyler. Yep, that, that I just is, made it official. That is correct. It's official. It, it is the amount. <clears throat> you are right. Your 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 cut there bailed you out in that one. It Good did. job, Scott. It did. Yes. But anyway, jerk. Um, <laughs> freaking jerk, man. He expects everybody to be an engineer just like him. Now look, um, Tyler Boyd is he on the upswing? Yes. Is he a vertical receiver? Yes. Is he fast? Yes. There's some issues when it comes to size. Um, the biggest problem that you have right now is, is he a number one? No. You know, and... I don't think he is. I think he's a, he's a great, great two. Yeah. I mean, he, he, is he a great two? Yeah. But can he hold up uh, his end of the bargain when A.J. Green goes down? And he has in some occasions, but can't do it for a full season? That's a little bit different. Right. And you still got John Ross over there who has not produced yet. Yeah, and John Rogers, you are right. He hasn't he hasn't produced. Um, Boyd did have over a thousand yards last year. Uh, he did have seven touchdowns. Green did go down for a few games uh, last year, so I mean we did see that. Um, is Boyd going to be worth it? I, I think they're taking a risk on it. To be honest with you, um, he's I call it an investment. It, I, I, it could be an investment. It could be. He's twenty four years old, like like I told you, and he's only six two. That's the thing. He's not a real tall guy. He's compared to a lot of the other receivers who are six five, six six, six seven. So I mean, I, I want to see what Tyler Boyd can do. I want to see if he's going to turn into the next, you know, Deshaun Jackson. You, you don't know. He, he's quicker than fast. I I like him, um, but I, is he worth ten seventy five? I mean, I guess that's that's something that is uh, the jury's out on in that one. Um, we do have a few uh, suspensions going on as well. Um, you ready for some sp- suspensions, Tyler? Yes. Yep. Holton Hill, Minnesota Vikings corner. Holton Hill suspended four more games on top of his original suspension of three um, due to a failed drug test. I, I just he, he got suspended last season for four games for a failed drug test. He suspended another, well, three games last year. Suspended four games this year. He, on top of it all, he was already suspended for four other games uh, for off-the-field issues. Now Holton Hill, <clears throat> looking at eight games this season, the first eight games he will be suspended for. Um, I don't understand it. This guy was, and and you know what? Holton Hill, I'm surprised that I'm not. Because Holton Hill looked really, really good last year when he came in and he played in um, as a replacement. Uh, for the pot, sometimes injured Xavier Rhodes, he filled in for Trey Waynes. He filled in for Mackenzie Alexander. He played well um, in the place of Mike Hughes, who will be back after his ACL tear from last year. You know, he, Holton Hill is a good player, and he was set to go in the NFL draft, and he didn't because of off the field issues. And he got picked up by the Vikings as an undrafted free agent, which was a great pickup for them. But the problem is, if he can't control himself off the field, then Holton Hill will not play. That's just what it comes down to. He's, he, 
I, I like the guy a lot. I think he's a hell of a corner, but he will not play. And and he's got to get the off-the-field issues under control. Otherwise, you're going to see Holton Hill walk out the door pretty soon here. I, I think you I think you're spot on in that. Yeah. I mean I, I think he's a great player. It's it's very similar. You know what it reminds me of very reminds me of Josh Gordon. It's it's what it reminds uh, me of. Not quite, but, but, not, not but quite. trending that way. Yeah, it's it's moving in that direction. It reminds me of Josh Gordon, you know. Just I I'm gonna say this, I've said it in past episodes. You wanna play ball, just get off the shit. Really? Get on the shit later. Yeah, get off of it. Get off of the, the drugs, get off of the weed, get off of that crap. You you have so much in the NFL, you get you get paid so much money. Why? Why? Not worth it. It's not worth it. I don't understand the logic. Get off the stuff and go play ball. Please. Somebody. Um we uh we had another suspension. Uh, Seattle defensive lineman Jerron Reed will be suspended for six games for uh, the personal conduct policy. Um, they they haven't really released any. It was it was something from back in 2017. Um, kind of reaching on that one. I mean, I guess seven years is the uh, is the uh, deal there. But I mean, suspending him for something from way back in 2017 for. I, I don't understand it. That that makes little to no sense to me. If you're going to suspend the guy, you should have suspended him a long time ago. But he's suspended for the first six games. Uh, personal conduct policy. I I don't get it. I just don't. A um, few signings, a few more signings. Patriots signed tight end Lance Kendricks after losing Rob Gronkowski. Trying to lock in that tight end position. Yeah, they they were trying to do it um, earlier this season. They were they were talking about you know moving up to try and snag. Um, uh, Hawkinson, they were they were looking at him, and the Lions said, "No, no, we're going to take Hawkinson in, in the first round." That, that you know, the the Patriots can't seem to get it done as far as getting that tight end position locked down. I don't know that Lance Kendricks is the answer. Um, I don't think he's Gronk. No, he's not. No, and and that's is he going to be good? I think so. Possibly. Will, will he? Will he? Can he be successful in New England? Yes, I think he can. But it's gonna is it gonna be Gronk successful? <laughs> that's asking for a lot. Yeah, that's that's gonna be a tough one. Um, <clears throat> you know, he's he's is he gonna be good uh, for for them? I think I personally think I'm, I'm calling for four or five hundred yards and a couple of touchdowns. I'm not expecting some sort of eight hundred yard season. You know, Lance Kendricks blowing up. We've seen him do it in the past when he was at St. Louis. We saw him do it. But I don't think he's going to do it with. No, you're, you're going to see more <coughs> focus put on the receivers this year. Um, Nikhil yeah. Harry. Harry's going to get. Trying he, to get. Uh, yeah, he's going to be getting those those Randy Moss looks. I think. You know, he's going to be getting a lot of love from Tom Brady and, and Julian Edelman's going to get a lot of the the grinded out type but, of passes but through the Brady's going to have to create some new talent because you don't got Amendola's gone. Even they got hurt. I, be, I believe Hogan's gone as well. Correct. Hogan is gone. Yes. Yep. So they're. You got to create some uh, new names. Yep. So I mean, it, it's going to be fun. We're going to see how how Tom Brady and Bill Belichick do. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. The understanding here right now is that Harry and Tom Brady have been working out together, and they're developing quite the bond. So I mean, good stuff could be going a good on start in in New England. Um, speaking of Patriots, well, in this case, former Patriots, Trey Flowers is to start minicamp on the physically unable to perform list. Trey Flowers on the pup list. How badly does this affect the um, Detroit Lions here? I think it's too early to call. <clears throat> you see this a lot. Players sitting on the pup list, and all of a sudden, wham, bam, tomorrow they're they're healthy again. Back, ready to roll. Flowers okay. is actually, this isn't his first time starting off training camp on the pup list. He's 
kind of a diva about training camp in preseason. I, I think he's a diva in general, but I guess, but I digress. I mean, Flowers. Uh, I, I don't know that it, it'll kill the Lions to have him on the pup list. They probably stuck him on the pup list to to kind of um, keep him off the field, particularly for preseason, especially if they're making the eighteen million dollar investment on the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we'll get to that later uh, regarding Trey Flowers um, as we go through the divisions and the bold predictions. Um, but yeah, Trey Flowers uh, starts out on the pup list. It might not kill the Lions, but you know we've also seen situations where guys start on on the pup list. And then they don't ever seem to come off the pup list, you know. We so have seen that too. We've seen that too. So, but I, with his history, I, I just don't think it's a big thing right now. I don't think it's a big thing yet, but it could very well be. Um, guys that aren't starting on the pup list that actually did report to camp, though, after their their contract situations came up, Darius Slay, Damon Harrison, they did retur- report to Lions minicamp. Um, rock and roll, I guess. I, it's Slay and, and Harrison are worth the money, but. The Lions don't seem to be choking it up, but uh, hey, you know, kudos to those guys for wanting to play football. You know, they, they wanted to play ball and they got on the field and they're doing what they got to do, and I appreciate that. Even in spite of the fact that they're playing for my least favorite team in the league. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but they they show up. They're they're getting ready to play. Uh, I think that's a huge thing for the Lions right now, having those two guys on the field. Um, Harrison's a game changer. Slay is a game changer. Um, Slay, I think, is one of the best corners in the league. I mean. That's a huge coup for the Lions defense. Absolutely. So, um, now moving forward, you you also have uh, the Eagles signing Darren Sproles to a one year deal. How much does this bolster the mm. Eagles, uh, if at all? Does it? I I I I'm not even sure it's really news. I mean, he goes back home. Is sure. old is old man Sproles um, going to be the old man? Is gonna, no. Is he going to be just as much of a game changer as he used to be? This is my favorite thing that you let, you left me at when I make these type of bold predictions during oh, this early. Like God doesn't make the team. He doesn't make the team. Nope, he'll be gone by week one. Wow, that's that is a, a, a that our first hot take of the day from from Tyler. Oh, and it gets better. Just you wait. Oh Jesus. Um, we also had uh, Jet Safety JJ Wilcox. He is officially out for the season. Torres ACL in camp. Um, I think that's a huge loss for the Jets tear, with him tearing his ACL there. Um, just rough. I mean, just just a rough time. Um, he he he's a, a big part of that defense. Absolutely, big big part of that defense. And uh, to to tear his ACL like that, ouch, ouch. That's that one's going to sting for the Jets, who are trying to get out of the cellar here. Um, they've been hanging out in the cellar for the last two seasons, and uh, absolutely, and they're they're not going to be able to get out of there um, without having a solid safety. So that's a, a huge uh, hit for them. Speaking of former Jets, oh shoot, I dropped my pencil with my butt. Uh, Mark Sanchez retires after ten seasons in the NFL. Um, he won't be missed. I, I promise you that. I hated Mark Sanchez. Actually, I, I gave my pencil to Mark Sanchez, <clears throat> and he dropped it. Oh yeah, he dropped it. Well, after running into his lineman's butt. Yes. Yes. Um, no, Mark Sanchez. I, I hated Mark Sanchez. I hated him. I, I thought he was the most overrated, lousy. Mess of a quarterback. Are we talking about Mark Sanchez or Nick Foles? Uh, both, both. I hate both of them. But but Mark Sanchez. Um, you know my and, and I'm going to tell a Mark Sanchez story. One of my l- least favorite moments about Mark Sanchez's rookie season is the AFC uh, divisional round of his rookie season. He goes. Uh, it, it was ten for fifteen for one ninety five and a touchdown. 
and people were just losing their minds. Sports Center losing their minds. Oh, Mark Sanchez, look how great he is. And then I look at the other divisional round, and here's Peyton Manning. He goes 32 for 35 for 395 and four touchdowns, and nobody says a word. Well, that's normal for me. I, well, I mean, it's just the point, you know. Everybody, I, I, no, I, I got you. You know, the three, it, it was insanity. It was insanity. I was watching, like, nobody's talking about Peyton Manning, but everybody's talking about this great performance from Mark Sanchez, and I'm just like, wait, what? He didn't even break 200. What the hell is going on here? It, it made no sense to me, and it seemed like, like the NFL was so sold on Mark Sanchez for that period of time, those first two years in particular, because they went to the the AFC Championship game. Back-to-back. Back-to-back. Here's the problem I had with it. Mark Sanchez, and I've said this before, Mark Sanchez was the kind of quarterback that hid behind a great defense and a great running game. Really. I mean, look at those two years. Probably your biggest case of that, too. Yeah, he had Thomas Jones, and he had had, uh, uh, LaDainian Tomlinson for those back-to-back years. I mean, he's more, and I'm going to say this, and you're going to like this, I guess, in a way, he's more of a culprit for that than your boy Joe Flacco. Well, at least in Joe, Joe's case, the Super Bowl win, they, they didn't have a top 10 defense that, that year. They were like <clears> 11 or 12. But, but Jets' defense that... Was a great defense. Was like they were top, top five. five. Yeah, they were, they were um, a top five defense. I, I just feel, uh, you know, and, and Bart Scott, you know, can't wait. You know, I <laughs> that, that type of thing. Glad but, that shit after he left Baltimore. Yeah, oh yeah, I know. Um, but that, that type of stuff, you, I just don't buy Mark Sanchez. I never have. Um, the way that other people bought him, but I mean, it, it, it eventually the the real Mark Sanchez stood up, and we got mm-hmm. to see, and, and then fell down by running into his. his more like sat down, yeah, I, and fumbled the ball. Yeah, but in any case, um, more Jet stuff. Speaking of the Jets, Quinn and Williams, he is the number one pick, or for by the New York, the number one pick by the New York Jets, still not signed to, and, and has not reported to minicamp. Um, is this be, going to become an issue? Are we going to see another Joey Bosa situation? You might. You uh, just might. This is uh, we're getting late in the game here. I, I think Quentin Williams is kind of an idiot, to be honest with you. Um, just by his interviews, I think he's a moron. But uh, realistically, if you if you get a holdout, I wouldn't be surprised. I I, I think Quentin Williams is a good player. I don't think he's great. I think this is a big issue for the Jets. I think this this in a big way negatively affects them because their their top guy that they drafted is has not signed his deal. I mean this I do I think Quinn and Williams could enter a Joey Bosa situation? Yeah. Do I think it's likely? No. But Quinn and Williams is a good player. And and, good. and you need him at camp. You need to get him situated. I I don't understand how they, they don't have him uh situated. Other holdouts, Yannick Ngakwe for the Jags, he's holding out um, that's a big one for the Jags because, uh, you know, you need those, those big, big defensive players. Mm-hmm. Trent Williams, uh, of the Redskins, the left tackle, uh, he, that's a huge one for them as well. He's a veteran presence. He's a team leader. Uh, the Redskins are, are losing out on, on a left tackle because of the holdouts. And, uh, the biggest one and the biggest newsworthy one is Melvin Gordon holding out a Chargers camp. I don't see this one lasting too long. I, I don't know. And here's why the, the, the Chargers have come out and said that they are not close, even in, in, in the exact words were, and I quote, not even close to a Melvin Gordon contract, um, and, in giving him an extension. Melvin Gordon has stated that he is not going to come back unless he gets a contract or he's traded. 
Um, you could very well see a Melvin Gordon trade come up here. You could very well see Melvin Gordon not even show up in general. There are teams that are vying for Mel Melvin Gordon services. I don't know that Melvin Gordon would be successful in any other system other than the San Diego Chargers. I disagree. <clears throat> Why is that? I think Melvin Gordon's one of those guys that's going to be great no matter where he goes. He's he's a, he's an enigma type player. Um, <clears throat> and I don't like a, like like a bell. I, I don't know about that. I mean, here's my problem with Melvin Gordon. So Melvin Gordon in his first season struggled, struggled. You remember that first season? Mm -hmm. He struggled bad, and and he exploded in his second season. But that first year, 641 yards. Um, he was not a bell cow. Even in his second year, he didn't break 1,997. Um, even last year, he, only, well, he put up 885. Well, he got hurt. Yeah, and he, he did. did. Last he, year's art was, was by far his <clears throat> best season from a, uh, from a carry standpoint. Right. But, I mean, so, so 2017, 1,105 yards on 284 carries. That's that, and, and he had eight touchdowns. I mean, <clears throat> is Melvin Gordon a good player? Yes. Um, has Melvin Gordon proven over the last four years that he is a bell cow? I, I don't know. I don't know that he has. I, I don't know that Melvin Gordon has has showed up as a guy that I believe as an every down back. I don't know if it's just the Chargers misutilizing the guy. I don't I don't know because well, he's only broken a thousand. You got to remember they time. also have Austin Eckler there who kind of serves as their uh, change of change pace. Of pace guy. Yeah, and and Eckler has been good. Eckler is a very very um, good player, but is he a Melvin Gordon? I, I think Eckler could could be um, the guy that they're looking at to be their next big no. running back. I no. think he is. I think Austin Eckler is, and, and really... He could, I mean, he can be, but I don't think he's going... He, he can do it on his own. No, I want to I take a look at this, because I think this is worth looking at. 106 carries, 106 attempts. Austin Eckler put up 554 yards. That's a five-yard average, three touchdowns. So he got in the end zone three times. He also had the, the 39 receptions. Now think about that. So in... 200, if you, if by this math, from a hypothetical standpoint, by this math, if Austin Eckler had 212 carries, Austin Eckler would be, have more yardage or up to almost the amount of yardage as Melvin Gordon had. Melvin Gordon had to use 284 carries to get there. He would have more yardage. I think, really, the Chargers see that, and I think they're rolling with that. And Eckler put up good numbers in Melvin Gordon's absence. I think the Chargers are going to – their mindset, I believe, is we are going to take Melvin Gordon, we are going to exercise his fifth-year option, and then after we exercise his fifth-year option, we are going to have him be our bell cow, we are going to re-sign Austin Eckler to a long-term extension and roll with it. I think this was a, a move by the Chargers – in order to get Eckler signed to a long-term deal, a long-term extension after the 2019 season? And if so, it's a very smart one because that way they can point to Eckler's numbers and say, well, you only put up this amount, but we want you to be our bell cow moving forward. And they don't have to offer him that Melvin Gordon money that Melvin Gordon is expecting. That's good point I, I think that, that makes sense. Um, and that could be very well where they're rolling with it. But... I think that if you look at by the numbers, hypothetically, 106 attempts, 554 yards, <clears throat> that puts you over, if you double it, 212 carries by 1,108 yards. That puts you over the Melvin Gordon line. Well, you can't compare the two different seasons either. 
Well, no, no, but you're talking 2018. We're, yeah. we're just talking to... Yeah. 2018, they, they aired about the same. They, they sure was a great one-two punch because uh, Echo's average was 5.2 and, and uh, Melvin Gore was 5.1. Well, but here's where we're at. 106 carries, 554 yards for Eckler, and I think that's what they're seeing. And, and I think they're, they're realizing that Eckler's production was closer to Melvin Gordon's. I think that that's what they're experiencing here. They're looking at it going, hey, our your production was pretty darn good, and he had but, more carries. But can Eckler <clears throat> do it when there's not a Melvin Gordon there with him? And that might be the question. Can Eckler do it? Uh, and and can, also the other question, I think, can Eckler do it? Who's going to be his change of pace back? Because to me, as good as Eckler is, he's a poor man's Cohen. He's not a bell cow back. I don't know that he he. Uh, I don't know that he isn't a bell cow back. I, I have to see that. I don't think Tariq Cohen's a bell cow back. I think he's no, too he's small. not either. And I think he's too small. I think he'll always be you know a um, a Reggie Bush. I, I think he'll always be that change of pace guy that that really isn't a number one that doesn't look like a number one, and that that has a few flash the flash in the pan type of seasons. Um, but I digress. Now, last but not least, and something I wanted to talk about. A guy that we believe in um, and that we believed in in the draft um, and that a lot of people are believing in. A lot of people are calling his number already in favor of Joe Flacco. Um, Drew Locke. And and head coach Vic Fangio says that Drew Locke is not an NFL-ready quarterback. Tyler, do you believe that? I believe that right now. Yep, right now. To me, no rookie quarterback is ever NFL-ready. I don't know. They, every quarterback um, should sit one full season before they go. I remember Andrew Luck? Um, but And that was always the case before Flacco and Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, the rookie quarterback sat for a year. Yeah. How many quarterbacks have gotten drafted in the first round, and what percentage of them have actually come out and looked like rock stars in their very first season? It's low. It, it, it is very low. low. I, I think Drew Locke, I, whether or not he's, he's not an NFL quarterback, I, I think Drew Locke is... I think the keyword there is the yet too. Yeah, I I I don't know if it. I think Drew Locke is going to be a monster for that team. I think he's going to come eventually. out eventually. I think he's going to come out. I and I I, I kind of read it as it might have been bad word choice, but I think I kind of read it as a coach saying we want him to sit for a year. Yeah, and and that's fine. And if Flacco goes down again, and we got to understand that Flacco's getting older. Um, do you think Drew Locke comes into the game, or do you at think, that point? Yes, he will. You think you think it's going to be on well, Drew Locke? going to put in? I don't know who they're. Oh, I mean, they don't have Keenum anymore. I'd have to look and see who their quarterbacks are currently on the roster. I mean, outside of Drew Locke, and and let's see, uh, Kevin Hogan and Brett Ripien. Yes, Drew Locke will be coming. Drew Locke will be coming in if Flacco goes down. Yeah, and and a lot of people are. Yeah, that that could very well be the case. Kevin Hogan might be the guy, though. You could see Kevin Hogan come strutting out of the field. I don't think Ripien comes in, but Hogan, I could see. Possibly, I, I, I but could see it. I think at that point you're going to be you're going to throw Locke out there. Yeah, yeah. I I I personally I hope that they throw Locke out there, but I digress. Um, now with that, Tyler, that's the news around the league. Um, with that, uh, we're going to take ourselves a quick break, and then we're going to get down to our. Our uh, bold predictions for the season. We're gonna we're gonna go to, through each division, each team, and and break them down, uh, starting with the NFC, and then we'll go into the AFC, and uh, we're gonna hammer on this thing. So I hope you're you're stoked. You stoked? Oh yeah, this yeah. this is this is one part. You're fired up. So we're gonna go into that, and uh, we'll roll with it, and we'll be back right here on the Outside Blitz. 
At It's Your Time Massage, you get all the benefits of one of the larger massage chain parlors, but in a more intimate and personal setting. With four years' experience, massage therapist and owner Amanda Yata's goal is to help people in a natural way, offering Swedish deep tissue, pregnancy, aromatherapy, and sports massages. You will feel better and have more energy in just one hour. It's Your Time Massage is offered in-home, Amanda's or yours. With the rates ranging from $55 to $130, you get professional quality at an affordable rate. Contact Amanda today at 313-686-4347 or online at iytmassage.com. It's Your Time Massage, a natural way to improve your well-being. Welcome back to the Outside Woods. I'm your host, Tyler Dean. Uh, we're still doing this? Yep. Still a thing? It's still happening. Still happening. Oh, and we're here with that guy, too. Ah, uh, the uh, very sweet Scotty Freytown in the house. Um, very based sweet. on whose opinion? I'm fucking sweet, dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, now, Tyler, we're uh, going into bold predictions. Moving into the uh, the 2018, 2000, or 2019, 2020 season, rather, um, and uh, bold predictions. Here's the thing. We have a lot of hot takes on this show. I think you have more crazy ones than I have <laughs> the majority of the time. Um, but at the I, same, I have a lot of right ones. You've had some correct ones. Um, you know, I've had uh, a, a few bad ones, um, such as Darius Geis is one of my favorites. He was on the board. Um, he's, he's still not on the board. He, he, well, he's still technically on the board, I guess. Sort of. Sort of. I mean, he's, he's, I don't know if he's fourth string still. I mean, he's, he's like up the board third, or I don't know. Yeah, but I'm, I'm hoping Darius Geis has a breakout year. Um, but I digress. We are moving into the bold predictions for the upcoming season, and we are going to get everything started with the NFC East, Tyler. Uh, NFC East, we're talking Dallas Cowboys, Philadelphia Eagles, Washington Redskins, and... Uh, and that other team yeah, that's going to have a rough time. Yeah, the New York Giants. Oh, my <laughs> God. Just a, a rough one. Um, so, uh, we'll start with the Dallas Cowboys, Tyler. Dallas Cowboys. What I got down is Dak is going to play serviceable enough, and, and Zeke and Cooper are going to guide them to the divisional title Ooh. to break the streak of new teams within <clears throat> the division every year. I, and I'm going to go with an agree or disagree situation on this too here. Um, I'm going to disagree with it, and and because I feel like the Philadelphia Eagles are going to have themselves a hell of a year. This upcoming season, I don't. Are, is it going to be um, a Super Bowl year for the Eagles? I don't think so. But I think the Philadelphia Eagles wind up taking the division this year. What, what, what do you What do you got for the Dallas Cowboys? For the Dallas Cowboys, I believe that um, Amari Cooper will not break a thousand yards this year without a support, a good, strong supporting cast. Um, there will not be a one thousand yard receiver on the Dallas Cowboys. Wow. Mm-hmm. So far, you're you're in the lead for boldest prediction. Mm-hmm. I run the first team though, so 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it's funny that we. I think we can agree that um, that divisions you you got the Cowboys and next year we're talk about shackled hand in hand. It's gonna be that race to the end. Yeah. The Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia. Because I got Wentz will play all sixteen games. Oh wow! <laughs> I know that's powerful. Bold. Bold. But they will miss the playoffs. Wow! And really? I, and I had I scratched it off. But I said also going ten and six. And missing the playoffs. That is bold. So that requires the Cowboys to, to really... I, I got the Cowboys also going 10-6 in my head. And, wow. And Cowboys win, win it not a tiebreaker. Interesting. Interesting. I believe that... Yeah, I, I, I'm going to say you're absolutely right. I think Carson Wentz plays all 16 this year. I think you're 100% right um, in that prediction. Um, the other prediction that I have is that uh, I believe that Jordan Howard for the first time in his career, breaks 1,200 yards and six touchdowns this year. Oh, so you think Howard's legit? I think he's going to prove that he is a legit power back um, in the same style that LeGarrette Blunt is was a, a true power back for them and, and performed well. To counterpoint that, I think Jordan Howard's going to have the same um, lovely time that Jay Ajayi did in Philly. Wow. Down the drain. Down the drain, huh? And, and that could very well be <clears throat> the the Philly running game has notoriously actually been been better than than what it looked like than than what a lot of people see it as. Um, I, I think that that you're going to have Jordan Howard show up. He's going to jam. He is going to jam. I like Jordan Howard. I think he's a good player. I also think he'll get an extension in Philadelphia if he comes out and, and does what I I think he's going to do. I think Jordan, is he a fast guy? No, Jordan Howard is not that fast of a back. His speed no. is awful. But Jordan Howard, one thing he does have is that power. He's that powerful downhill, slam you in the face, smash smash mouth kind of runner. And and he's a big bruiser. And that's the kind of runner that the Eagles notoriously like. And Jay Ajayi, to me, wasn't really that bruising type of running back. I think he was more of a speedster than anything. Um and, and I think they, they like a good guy that's going to go and, and lower his shoulder and really get into those defenders, and that's where I think Jordan Jordan Howard's going to wind up going. It very well could be. Mm-hmm. Now, moving on to the Washington Redskins. I think Darius Geis... Oh, boy. ...takes the starting job. Really? Yep. From Adrian Peterson. I Yeah. Um, I don't even think AP wow. should be the concern. Wow. I, th- I think he, by by the by year's end he's going to be the mo- he's going to be the relied upon back. Wow, it's going to take some time. He's coming off a big injury. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be almost non-existent for the first half of the season. Yep, because he's going to ease him in. But the second half you're going to start to see him inch up, inch up, inch up, inch up. And by the end he'll he'll be held the starting role. No, because um, the other guy it's some um, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, what's uh, P Ryan? Sylvester P Ryan is that the guy? I thought it was someone else, but now. Um, so here's my bold prediction for this this uh, situation here. Dwayne Haskins not only takes the starting position um, and and takes the reins as the the starting quarterback of the Washington Redskins in Week One. In Week One, I don't think he's going to sit behind Case Keenum. I think they're in Week One. They will name Dwayne Haskins the starting quarterback, but. I believe that Dwayne Haskins will be such a bust for the Washington Redskins that Case Keenum will eventually be put onto the field and Case Keenum will remain the starter for the remainder of the season. 
I got Haskins taking the starting role by week six. Yeah, I could see that too. I, so I could, I, I could see that. So I think we're on the same page. I mean, I also think that Washington's going to end the season rough, regardless of who's at quarterback. Yeah, so. they're they're in for a rude awakening. I think a lot of people are are buying into the Dwayne Haskins hype. Um, I don't think Dwayne Haskins has the ability to escape the pocket. I, I, I he, he's a big, tall guy, but I don't, I don't see him translating the NFL. He can't read a defense. I, I don't buy Dwayne Haskins. I really, really don't. And you know, everybody sees those those gaudy numbers he put up with Ohio State, but he was with Ohio State. You know, I mean, really, I mean, that's mm-hmm. the, I, I hate I to put it like that. Everybody sees those gaudy numbers. We've seen it before, but I don't think Dwayne Haskins pans out in the NFL. I think he's a bust. And and I think you're going to see Case Keenum take over for him. Now, Case Keenum could very well walk in um, as a starter in week one, but I think Dwayne Haskins is going to wind up taking that job from Case Keenum just because it's Case Keenum. And he performed so badly in Denver. I don't I don't know that I, I buy Case Keenum. And, and Oh, I don't either. I don't think anyone should. No, and, and I don't buy Dwayne Haskins. Unless, unless Case Keenum is playing under Pat Shermer as his offensive coordinator, I mean, it, which has been seen, which we know is was a successful thing. Unless he has something that's tailor-made for him, I, I don't think Case Keenum is going to be successful, and I don't think Dwayne Haskins is going to be successful um, with the Redskins at all. Okay. Going on to the Giants. Mm-hmm. Eli Manning will be benched by week eight. Wow. Um, Jones will take over and not win a game. Ooh. Nobody, nobody given... Uh, Daniel Jones any love. No. I no. Nobody's don't giving him like any him. love. They, I don't think anybody likes him. I, I, I really don't. I, I don't think um I don't think anybody really really bought Daniel Jones when he got picked up in the sixth there as the sixth overall pick. I think people were kind of laughing laughing about it. Um I mean is Jan is Daniel Jones I mean on on film, Daniel Jones looks like an all star. They they really painted him as an all star. They said he was a, a great pocket passer and and you know he knows what he's doing and whatever the case may be. And the Mannings are both sold on him. And and the guy even looks like like the illegitimate love child of Archie Manning, to be honest with you. But I mean, uh, Daniel Jones to me is is not going to be the guy in in New York. I agree with your assessment that, uh, but I don't agree. No, that I agree. With the idea that Eli Manning will be pulled by week eight, um, that's bold because Eli actually had a good year last year. It wasn't by, bad by the numbers. Eli had a good year, um, but uh, I, I don't necessarily think that he'll be pulled by week eight. It could be. I I mean, I could very well see it being later than that. Maybe like week twelve. Um, you know, maybe when all is lost. You know? So by week eight, maybe, yeah, right. Maybe. <laughs> wow. You know, it, it could be one of those situations, but I don't know that I buy Daniel Jones, and 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 I'm with you on that. But but that's um, they should have just taken lock. Yeah, maybe maybe they should have just taken lock. Um, my bold prediction for the New York Giants: uh, I'm going to say that Jabril Peppers, Jabril Peppers, you heard me, is going to be a Pro Bowler. I believe Jabril, mm-hmm. the change of scenery for Peppers is going to be fantastic. I think that, and, and right now they're talking with Trey Boston to give him some some uh, support on the other side. I think Jabril Peppers winds up being a Pro Bowl safety for the New York Football Giants. 
the one one silver lining of this team this year. Yeah, and and you know what? I I thought he was a huge huge pickup for um for the Giants in that trade for for Odell Beckham. I thought it was a great coup for them to get him. Um, and and he's ultimately going to be a beast. You you know he's going to be a beast. Um, he was he was actually really good in Cleveland. A lot of people didn't give him enough credit. Yes, he was. And and he he was a hard tackling guy. He he made good plays. Um, was he uh, was he a pick machine? No, but but he he had seventy nine combined ta- uh, combined tackles, fifty eight in two thousand seventeen. He played well. Twenty seven assists, thirteen assists in twenty seventeen. He had a sack last year. I mean, he's a good safety. And and I think it it says something when teams are not necessarily um, throwing the ball his way. He was a first round guy. Um, He's a good player, and and a lot of people overlook him. A lot of people don't, and, and you know, Browns fans. When he got traded, the Giants Browns fans were losing their minds. Oh, hey, 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 Jabril Peppers got traded. Who cares? He's a, he sucks. Blah blah. But you know what? You were all loving Jabril Peppers when he got drafted to your team. So shut up. We'll start there. But uh, again, now on top of it all, Jabril Peppers. Uh, He's a good player, and I think the Giants are going to exploit that. I think they're going to take Jabril Peppers to the next level. He's going to have a good year this year, and they're going to resign him to a good, long, awesome extension for a young. At that, at that time, he'll be 24 years old. They're they're going to sign that 24 year old guy until he's 30 years old. He's going to get a nice, big, long extension. They're going to get him on a discount, even in spite of the fact that he had one good year. They're going to get him on a discount because he's young, and they're going to roll with it from there. They're going to get him early and make sure that they have him signed. So Jabril Peppers, I think he's going to the Pro Bowl this year. Interesting. Yep, I believe it. I believe it. And now, um, we are moving into, next up, I want to move into the NFC West. I want to move on to the other side of, of the uh, United States here. Okay. And uh, we're going we're gonna to roll into the West. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to start it off. Uh, Seattle... Seahawks, Tyler. Seattle Seahawks is what we're rolling with. Um, And I have a good one for the Seattle Seahawks. I actually have quite a few for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, The first one, and and I'm going to throw it out there right away. I've said it during draft time. I said it, and I'm going to say it again. Uh, DK Metcalf will prove to be a draft bust. DK Metcalf is a bust. And well, I'm glad you're owning that one through and through. And Tyler Lockett will have a breakout year and be the team's number one receiver. Take over from Dougie, boy. Yep, Doug Baldwin's gone. I believe that Metcalf is a bust. I think he's going to massively falter. He's going to eat dirt. You're going to see Tyler Lockett be the number one guy. Hmm. Interesting. See, mine focuses on Russell. Yep. Russell Wilson will have less than 3,500 yards, Mm -hmm. less than 30 touchdowns, and a career-high 12 interceptions. And you and I are officially on the same page with this one. One of my bold predictions that I had written down was Russell Wilson will fail to produce um, as much as he did in, in the most recent years. I feel Russell Wilson is going to falter this year. Doug Baldwin being gone, I think, is a big hit for him. Um, and and if they think that DK Metcalf is going to solve the problem, I I don't think DK Metcalf solves anything. Um, Lockett's a good player; he's going to wind up being the number one over there. 
But ultimately, um, you know, I, I agree Am with I you. Am I missing something? What? Where'd Doug Baldwin go? He retired. He, did I forget all about that? Am I just erasing it from my, from my head? Doug Baldwin retired due to injuries. I completely um just uh blocked that out. Yeah, he, he retired due to injuries. They they let him walk. He was he was hurt to high heaven. I just forgot all about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, Doug Baldwin is is getting replaced by Tyler Lockett, but yeah, he he left um you know, uh, because of the fact that he was he was suffering injury after injury after injury after injury. Um and and a lot of it, I mean, he got beat up pretty bad over the course of the last couple of years. Um, the Seahawks parted ways with Baldwin uh, back on May 9th. So I mean, it, that uh, and that's the same day they also let go of Cam Chancellor. So I mean, uh, to me, I uh, but I agree. I, I think that they're going to falter. I think you're going to see um, uh, Doug Baldwin's replacement Tyler Lockett come out hot. But I think you're going to see DK Metcalf fall apart. I don't by DK Metcalf. I don't buy his lack of production. And just because a guy comes in with, with you know, passing the eye candy text with the, the six-pack abs, I, I don't buy it. It's going to hurt Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson doesn't have the, the weapons. I think he's going to fail um, horrendously. Um, and I also have, I have more for the Seahawks. I have more, Tyler. Ready to hear more? Okay. Chris Carson will have a down year that will make way for Rashad Penny, who will also fail as the starting <laughs> running back for the Seattle Seahawks. I believe Chris Carson and Rashad Penny will will cause the Seahawks to have one of the worst rushing attacks in the NFL this season. Hmm. Um, and I, I actually have one more for Seattle as well. Wow. Yep. I, I Ziggy Ansah <clears throat> will stay healthy all year long and be an impact later player in the Seattle Seahawks pass rush. Hmm. Ziggy Anza. I like Anza. You know, I, I like him as a player um, if he can stay healthy. And that's that's the biggest problem for Ziggy Anza is, is he's got to stay healthy. I think he, he can he's going to be healthy. You're going to see like a, a Cliff Averill-type situ- situation emerge here where he goes to Seattle and performs at a high level. Um, and and you, you know that... You know, the Seahawks brass is really, really good at, at getting players to um, uh, uh, come alive when they, they come to town. Guys that, that you wouldn't think are going to be great. And I think Ziggy Ansah is going to emerge and, and become an impact player on that defense. Wow. Yep. And I think Lions fans are going to be screaming about it all year long. The Rams. The Rams. Golf to repeat as a top five quarterback and will boast and the Rams will boast the league's best pass attack. Wow. With their one, two, three punch of Woods, Cup, and Cooks. Wow. I, I can get behind that. I think Goff has a very good year. Um my my bold prediction, uh, along with Goff having a very good year, Todd Gurley will not break a thousand yards this year. Due to his injury? He will be out for close to half the season. This season. Which can we agree that if he plays for half the season, his his average is going to say he would break it, but he's not going to play enough to break I, it. I, I don't even think that. I think I think that Todd Gurley's injury will play such a pivotal role for him that he will be finding himself playing about seven games this year, and then he will be toast, and he will not have the same production that he normally has. Wow. 
Yep, I, I think he falters this year greatly. A lot of running backs falling apart over here. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now, moving on to the Niners, I got some stuff for the Niners. Oh, I got a big one. I got, I got some stuff for the Niners. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo will have a down year that will cause his release and cause the Niners to trade for a veteran quarterback um, for their franchise guy. And I'm going to go ahead and put in parentheses here, like you and I had talked about, um, Kirk Cousins. I think that could be the move. Um, the Vikings are going to look to unload that that cap hit. And uh, I believe that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have such a bad year that he is going to fall apart um, and, and get sent away this season. I have more for the Niners, but I'll go let you go. go. Okay. Nick Bosa. He will be in the running for Rookie of the Year and Defensive Player of the Year this year. I, I don't I, know if uh, Rookie of the Year is bold. Um, Defensive Player of the Year award is bold. But I wouldn't say Rookie of the Year. He's going to be in, in contention for that. For well, sure. and, and a lot of people are questioning Nick Bosa, and that's the reason I put that down there. A lot of people are questioning whether or not he has the, the gusto to be in that role and, and to uh, uh, roll with it like that. I believe that Nick Bosa does. I, I think that Nick Bosa, and a lot of people are questioning the, the injury in Ohio State, and how he sat out for a year, or a lot of the year. Or, you know, a lot of people are, are saying, well, I don't think he's that good. I don't think he's, I think he's going to be defensive player of the year. And, and I, 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 he's going to be in the running for it anyway. And I think that's a, a big deal. And I also think that, you know, rookie of the year becomes a big deal because of all of the strong defensive players that you had come out of the NFL draft this year. I believe that that that's kind of a, a strong thing uh, for him. So I, I believe Nick Bosa winds up, um, you know, tearing it up this year. Um, another one for the Niners. I think their defense will be a top ten defense, but the offense will sputter and be one of the lowest ranked in the league. Wow. I, I and if you look at their defensive players, the the Niners made a lot of defensive moves this year. That were smart. They also still have Richard Sherman around. I, I think the Niners are a team to be reckoned with um, as far as their defensive uh, scheme goes and the players they have on that line. The Niners' defense looks very, very strong. Um, they're they're going to be fun. They're going to be fun to watch, and they're going to tear some teams up. And that's the only thing that will that could possibly keep them in games. Aside from my last 49ers hit, and I hope you're ready for this one. Debo! Debo Samuel will have a great year and become the number one in San Francisco. Hmm. Uh, he will be the number one guy over there. You know what I love about you? Had, you threw out like four, even though it was supposed to be like two. I know. Um, I got one. <laughs> well, which kind of works out. What's funny is my one, well, I, I got two technically, but one's kind of a repeat. Um, Garoppolo not being the guy. Mm -hmm. um, my one is a, is a, you, you hit every other area of the Niners except this one. Oh, really? Matt Burita oh, God. will beat out Coleman and McKinnon to be the number one running back. And, you know, I don't – and I kind of agree with that. I, I don't know that Burita is, is going to um, – I, I – I don't know that he that it's his it's his spot to lose. I don't know if it's him gaining a spot. I they I, got him listed as three, and right they, now they they, do. they dropped him down because they picked they signed Coleman. <clears throat> right. They got McKinnon coming off injury. I think Coleman's gonna be the bigger one to beat. I think McKinnon's kind of on the downswing. Yeah, um, McKinnon's a change of pace guy. Anyway. I think what's scared, I think what people are down on with Brita is with, with without having McKinnon. Brita was really good, but 
They kept forcing him back. Remember, the same ankle injury, remember? Right, right. They, they, I, I like, oh, wait, he had these big games. Oh, wait, gone. And the same injury got re-hit, re, re re-hit, re-hit. So he didn't, he, he didn't get a chance to play a full season because they kept forcing him back. And So yardage-wise, no, it was it's not it's not screaming at you, but an average perspective, he, 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 was, he was awesome. If you look at Matt Breida, 153 for 814. He had a 5.3 average, three touchdowns. Um, 153 for 814 is really good number. Yes. That's tremendous. And and I think that says a lot about how good Matt Breida is. Um, I don't think they put enough stock in the guy. And this is another one of those situations. we always A guy we always make reference to on the show is Alfred Morris. We always talk about him and how I don't understand how a guy can lead the league in rushing and then be a Two backup. Two years in a row. Yeah, and then be a backup. You know, like I don't get it. I don't get a guy how a guy can get 1,600 yards one season and be a backup. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, and here we are with Matt Breed, 153 carries for 814 yards. We're not talking chump change yards. It's not like he had 153 carries for 500 yards here. We're talking this guy would have broken 1,000 if he had gotten you know, mm-hmm. the, a, an elite workload. He would have put up elite numbers. He could have led the league in rushing last season. Very he, well he would have been very close to, to the numbers that Ezekiel Elliott's putting up. And he, I mean, 814 yards is a good number. So, I mean, there's questions there. Um, you know, the, uh, that's kind of what we're, what we're looking at. I believe Matt Breida could, uh, and I, I agree with you. I believe that he could be the guy he, he played, uh, 14 games last season. I mean, that's, that's huge. 14 games and, and he didn't have the elite carries. So I, I believe that, that he can pull it off. He's 23 years old. He's young. He's got a lot of tread on the tires. I like Breida. I'm with you on this, Tyler. He had he actually had a game of 138 yards. He put up decent numbers. He put up decent numbers. I mean, 138, 90. He had 101, 106. Yep. And that 138 yard game. Look, look at the attempts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just he marched. He marched. I I mean, 11 attempts, 10 attempts, 14 attempts, 16 attempts. They didn't hand him the ball as much as they should have. He didn't cross 20. No, I mean it, they. If you were to be giving this guy 22, 23, 24 carries, he would have broken 1,000 easy. I mean, there there are certain games where you're looking at nine carries, eight carries. Eight carries, he got 56 yards. That's a seven average. That's huge. I mean, five carries, he got six yards. On 17 carries, put up 100 yards. That's a nice, solid, almost six-yard average. I mean, 14 carries, seven seven and a half. That that 11 for 138, um, there was probably a big run that he broke somewhere in there, obviously. You don't don't average 12 on the regular. Right. That's that's a big deal. I mean, this this guy is the type of guy, he's a bell cow kind of back, and I believe that they should be handing the ball off more to him. And, and they did, but he, he's going to have to scratch and claws way to keep that position though, because you got Tevin Coleman who gave big money to you. Got McKinnon um, who they McKinnon, gave the big money gave to. Big money yeah, to. They, they paid out for for Jarek McKinnon almost seven and a half a year, and, I, and Coleman's got ten. Right. So I mean, this this is going to be a, a it's going to be an uphill battle. But if the Niners were smart, they would be looking at Matt Breida and saying he's our he's our back. And and I I don't understand why they aren't, but that's what they're they're doing here. So. Um, moving on to the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I've got several for the Cardinals as well. Just breaking all these rules. I'm breaking the rules. I'm sorry. I, you know, my mind starts working, Tyler. And, uh, I, I just kind of roll with it. And I just start writing down my ideas. Um, first and foremost, Kyler Murray. You had to, you had to know he was going to be there. He's going to bring the Cardinals an eight win season. I believe he's going to win them (laughs) eight football games this year. 
Um, and uh, along with that, Larry Fitzgerald's final year will be one of his best years receiving. Um, I, I believe that. I, I believe Larry Fitzgerald's going to have a great year. Um, Jordan Hicks and your boy Terrell Suggs will be one of the biggest one-two punches at linebacker this year. I, I believe that. And I also believe that Christian Kirk will emerge as the next one in line for Arizona's number one receiver spot. If there was a sound we could play right now for biggest on the opposite end of the spectrum, <laughs> this would be it right now. I got three. Oh, boy. Number one, Terrell Suggs will have a career low in sacks. Wow. Number two, Kyler Murray will be better than Rosen, but worse than Darnold. So Ooh, awful. Uh, yeah, well, you know, Darnold Dar could have a I like Darnold. I like Darnold. That's the thing. I do no, like Sam Darnold. As in last year's numbers. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, and Larry Fitzgerald will have a career low in yards, which means less than less than 740. Wow. So we're on the opposite end. So I, I got Arizona having a very bad rough year. year. <laughs> it's going to be bad. Um, the standings in that division, I have Rams, Seahawks, Niners. I'm sorry, Rams, Seahawks, Cardinals, Niners. Uh, Flip-flop Niners and Cardinals. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. that's that's where I figured you were going with And it. To, to back up, we didn't do that in the first division. Um, I got I got Dallas, Philly, Washington, Giants. I have Philly, Dallas, Washington, Giants. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of where we're going. And moving up, we're going into the uh, NFC North. It's oh going to be fun. The NFC North. Um, my division is going to be very entertaining this year. Um... Right now, uh, the Vikings are the most overlooked team in that division right now, I believe. I think a lot of the Vikings players are getting overlooked because of last year's uh, lackluster performance. But I think they're going to have a different kind of year. Um, first and foremost, I'm going to say this. Bold prediction number one, Irv Smith Jr. will outproduce TJ Hawkinson and Noah Fant this year. He will be the highest... Um, producing tight end out of this rookie class. That is uh, prediction number one for this division. Um, number two, and, and this is kind of bold in a way, either Dalvin Cook or Alexander Madison will break 1,000 yards and six touchdowns this year. One or the other. Um, if Dalvin can stay healthy, I think he does it. If he can stay healthy for, for um, 16 games. Uh and then the last one I have for the Vikings here, Garrett Bradbury will be the second coming of Quentin Nelson, and he will save that Vikings offensive line. The Vikings will have a much improved O-line with Bradbury. I'm not saying second coming because um, no one is Quentin Nelson. I don't know. I... Um, Cousins will uh, have the same season statistically as last season, but it's going to be enough this year to give him the playoffs because of the improved O-line. Right. Uh, and, and here's what I want to talk about with that O-line for a minute here because it this is something that, that has been, you know, uh, <clears throat> a lot of people haven't been putting a lot of stock in Garrett Bradbury. I think Vikings fans are, but I think other people are not. Um, Garrett Bradbury, a lot of people have been talking about, I, I think they called the guys the Power Rangers or something like that over at Clemson. They gave him some, you know, stupid name or whatever, you know that you are a standout offensive lineman when a defensive coordinator goes to a game to check on these Clemson defensive players and his eyes are caught by this center who is throwing people from this Clemson defensive line. 
he's he's over here, you know, uh, uh, messaging, you know, the the uh, Vikings brass going, hey, who who's this center that's playing Clemson right now that's eating these guys alive? You know, and you know when, when a defensive coordinator does that, you know that that says something. Yeah. You know, and and to me, I don't think people are giving Gray Bradbury enough credit. You know, the this guy is a beast. Who's this guy from NC State that's throwing people around? Well, he's he's a, a center that's from, from NC State that's beating the hell out of one of the best programs in foot in college football right now. So I mean, Garrett Bradbury to me, that's why I believe that he is going to be a, a, a the second coming of of Quentin Nelson. He's an interior offensive lineman. That's great. He was the number one interior offensive lineman in this draft. He deserves all the credit in the world. And on top of it all, you know, what, what's going to occur here, what, what you're going to see is Pat Elfline gets shifted to guard. Pat Elfline, is, he was not even a center. Pat Elfline's, like, original position was guard. You're going to see him return to his original position that's going to help him. Josh Klein coming back. That interior offensive line is huge. I think it's... You know it's bad when, when we're talking about Riley Reef, who actually had a pretty decent year last year. You're talking about Riley Reef being the weakest guy on that offensive line. Riley Reef isn't that bad. I mean, people don't give that guy enough credit. He was not that bad. And then on the other side, you got O'Neal. O'Neal's great. So I, I believe in Garrett Bradbury. I think he's going to wind up being a top-notch guy. And that's just not me, you know, tooting the Vikings horn here. But I think he's a great player, and I think that the Vikings are going to love having him around. My last thing for your Vikings are the Vikings only have a thousand yard rusher if it's Cook. If Montgomery has to come in, he will bust. If Madison comes in, Madison com- not, not Montgomery. Madison. Madison will be a bust to me. Uh, why? Why do you think he's a bust? I I just I don't believe in him. You don't believe in Alexander Madison? I mean, he he's a good player. I mean, they, they wound up getting him in the third round. The guy was projected early second. They wind up snagging him in the third round. Um, I don't think he's starter worthy. Really, I I think I think Cook's your guy. If he can stay healthy, but he can't. I, I don't think he can stay healthy. I think you know, I think he will this year, but it's not gonna it's not gonna last long term. Mm, I I don't know. I I believe that that Madison and I, I think he could be a number one guy. I I really do. He played for Boise State, um, and I think that that played a role in whether or not he got picked or picked up earlier. But I think Alexander Madison's gonna be a monster. I, I honestly, if if he gets his opportunity, he's he's well built. Um, he's a strong running back, good runner, fast. I, I like Madison. I think he's better than Cook. Um, I think he's better at, at catching out of the backfield. Um, I, I do. I think he's a better uh, interior rusher than Delvin. No, but I think he's more durable, and I think that that could wind up being the thing uh, for Alex Madison. I think he could be the the guy. So. You, you could, I think either one of them could break a 1,000, depending on which one winds up the starter. It depends on the health of Dalvin Cook, though. How about the Bears? The Bears. Uh, for the Bears, I've got a few for the Bears as well. Um, the Chicago Bears will take a step back without Jordan Howard and will wind up in second place this season. I, I believe that Mitchell Trubisky will have a down year um, and, and will take a step back from his last year's production. And I think Tariq Cohen and David Montgomery will not be able to produce uh, either of them as number one running backs for the Chicago Bears. I don't buy Montgomery. 
Um, a lot of people do. A lot of people think he's he was the top back out of the draft, and, and he was drafted as such. But you know what, Montgomery, is, you know, we, there's a long lineage of, Alexa, of, of, I'm sorry, of Alabama running backs that have not produced in the NFL. Am I wrong? You're right. I mean, we've, we've seen it. We've seen these, these running backs come out of Alabama. Everybody touts him so big. Oh, look at this guy. He's going to be so great. And then they fall apart in, in the NFL. And, and I don't think that this guy is any different. Honestly, I don't think Montgomery is different. And I think Tariq Cohen is too small. He's a change of pace back. Cohen doesn't, doesn't produce as a, a, an every down back. He, he's not a, um, the caliber player of an Alvin Kamara who has proven that he can produce as a number one back. I don't, I don't think Cohen is that kind of guy. See, and I agree. I think the running game is not as potent this year. They take a step back. Mm-hmm. But Trubisky and the, off- and, the, and the passing game are going to step up enough to where they win just as many games this year and also win the division still. Ugh. 12 wins for the Bears. Ugh. Ugh. You're, you're another Viking hater. That's, that's I think what the Vikings win in 11 12. Nah, a I, 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 I think Trubisky takes a big step forward this year. Mm. Um. Now, moving on to the Pack. Packers, I think Devontae Adams will be a top three receiver this season. Um, I, I think Devontae Adams, I mean, the year he had last year, impressive. He showed that he can be a long ball guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Devontae Adams. I, I think he's just a beast. Um, I also think Aaron Jones will have a 1,000-yard breakout season this year. Um, he'll, he'll get over 1,000. He'll have uh, anywhere from 6 to 10 touchdowns. I think Aaron Jones has himself a hell of a season as well. Um, he, he proved that he's a hell of a rusher. Uh, he, he proved that he can play well in the trenches. Um, I, I, like, I like him a lot, and I, I think that he's going to prove it. But on the, uh, on the flip side here, I believe that both Rashawn Gary and Darnell Savage will both fail to produce as um, draft selections uh, in their rookie seasons. I think that, that Savage was a huge reach. Um, I felt that Gary, you know, with his shoulder injury was a huge reach. I think they both failed to produce for the Packers this year. I I believe that – I agree with you. I believe that Adams is going to be a stellar receiver this year. Oh, yeah. But Rodgers is going to have more than 10 interceptions this year for the first time since 2010. Wow. Wow. We all know Rodgers is the interception king when it comes to not throwing them. Right, right, right. And the Packers will finish – Dead last Ooh. in the north. Oh, ouch, ouch. Um, that could very well be. I don't know that they'll finish dead last. They almost did last year. They almost did. They saved it by a tie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they, they, they. I don't know that they will. I think they're going to have uh, a lot of people are, are calling for the the Packers to have this greatly improved season. Mm. Um, I, I think they'll they'll improve slightly, but I don't think they're gonna, you know, blow the world up or set anything on fire. I think they're gonna they're gonna be the Packers. You know, they're they're gonna be the, the same team we saw last year, sort of. Um, six wins. <laughs> you know, I, I think we're gonna see seven or eight out of them. You know, I, I think you're gonna get uh, this and this is one of the closest divisions of football. We we gotta realize that, you know, as much as we don't want to admit it, this is this is one of the closest divisions of football. Um, mm, just with Bears and Vikings and then Packers and Lions. Well, and Packers and Lions right now, the thing is, is on paper, according to, to on paper, I mean, by the look of their roster, the Lions should be, I mean, a top-notch team, really. 
Well, they need better coach. Oh you know, yeah, and and you know we're gonna find out if this this roster is actually better. We're gonna find out if this team is actually better. Speaking of the Lions, and and speaking of the Lions, um, I I do have quite a few for the Lions too. Uh, first and foremost, I don't know how bold this is, but I, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Danny Amendola will be injured by week six. Um, <clears throat> I think Danny Amendola falls apart. Um, he's very injury prone. I think he's shown that. Um. And and I believe that Danny Amendola uh, will um, ultimately be hurt by week six. Not I don't know that it's exactly bold because of his injury history, but at the same time I, I believe that's what it's going to be. Um, another one that I'm going to have here, Kenny Galladay. He will have a career year. Uh, last year he had a he had a, a what can be called a career year. This upcoming year is going to be even better. He's going to have a career year for. Uh, um, the uh, Lions. So, I mean, I, I think that's going to be good. Now, on the flip side, Jesse James will outproduce TJ Hawkinson this year on the field. TJ Hawkinson also will be the least producing of the big three tight ends that got selected in the first, technically, into the second round this year. Uh, I, 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 uh, I think uh, Hawkinson's going to outproduce Jesse James. Mm, James I, I kind of lost his lost his spot over in Pittsburgh, and I think it's going to happen again in Detroit. Well, Hawkinson, here's the thing. I, I, I don't believe in Hawkinson. I believe he's a, a, a blocking tight end, and that's it. I think people drew those comparisons to Gronk a little too much, and everybody's buying into him. I don't buy it, and, and I'm not going to buy it. I'll believe it when I see it. Um, I also feel that Carrion Johnson will suffer another injury, and C.J. Anderson will have another big year in his absence, just like he did in St. Louis, or well with L.A. Um, I, I believe that that Anderson showed that um, he can produce at, at a high level. I think Anderson showed that that you know, and he put on that weight, and everybody was kind of questioning whether or not this guy was the real deal. He came out and he was a bulldozer. Mm-hmm. I mean, we remember that. He was a bulldozer. He, he used that way well. <clears throat> and he threw it around. And I'll tell you what, I believe that C.J. Anderson will be the guy to come in behind Carrion Johnson and light the world on fire. So there's that. And then last but not least, um, Trey mm-hmm. Flowers. Oh, okay. You got Trey one. Flowers will not be the difference maker that everybody expects him to be. Um, a lot of people are saying Trey Flowers is is a difference maker. A lot of people have been saying Trey Flowers is, oh, he's going to be so good and $18 million a year and he's going to come in and he's a former Patriot. No, oh, look at Trey Flowers. Trey Flowers this, Trey Flowers that. That's all I've been hearing about is how great Trey Flowers is. But how often do you hear how great Patriots defense is? Well, and never. You, you never hear about it, but everybody was talking about how great Trey Flowers is. Here's my problem when it comes to Trey Flowers. And, and this one, it, it just bothers me so much. Trey Flowers hasn't produced more than six and a half sacks. I don't believe it was six and a half or seven, uh, seven and a half sacks throughout his entire career. Every year that he's been in the league, it's been seven, six point five, seven and a half. Do I really, do I buy that? People are saying, oh, he hurries the quarterback all the time. Who cares? All that tells me is that he can't drive it home. You got quarterbacks in this league. That, that are mobile, and you think that a guy like Mitch Trubisky is going to get rattled by a guy like Trey Flowers? Come on now. This, this, that's ridiculous. you got quarterbacks in this league that know how to run. You guys are playing the Kansas City Chiefs this year, and you expect me to believe that Trey Flowers is going to rattle you know, some of the best quarterbacks in the league. It's just not happening. It's just not happening. Trey Flowers will underproduce 
He will underwhelm, and by the end of this season, Lions fans will be calling for his head like they always do because of his ridiculous overpayment. Trey Flowers is a bust of a pickup for a free agent. I believe that he's going to fail to produce in the way that everybody expects him to. Thoughts? I I disagree with you on this one. I think he's going to have a. I think he's going to. He's going to have a good year. I think he's going to kind of help that Lions defense out quite a bit. But my prediction here is Matt Stafford will not exceed four thousand yards. Wow! But on the flip side, he will have by far his best quarterback rating of his career. Really? Really? Yes. You actually buy that crap? All right, their defense is going to fail him. I think the I think the I think uh, on Johnson needs more time, but I I think uh, Harris is going to spread the ball around. He's going he's going to have a good balanced year. Ugh, ugh, that's an awful one. That makes me want to vomit. Standings it makes me want to vomit. Standings. I got the Vikings taking the division. Um, I think they're overlooked, and I, I think that people are not giving them enough credit for what they're capable of. And while they're overlooked, I think the Vikings will take the division, then Chicago, then Green Bay, then Detroit. You see, we're we're a bit different this one. I got I got the Bears and the Vikings going going eleven wins at that because like I said, I mentioned the Eagles getting ten wins and missing. Now, do the Vikings make the playoffs in your? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So they'll be wild card. Yep. Okay. Um, I got the missing division by one game. Wow. Um, I I I'm, I'm confident in the Vikings this year, and then I got the Lions and the then the Packers, both of which. Having rough seasons. Yowza. Yowza. And no, no more than eight wins by either team. Wow. That's even more bold. Well, yeah, not really. It's not as bold. But anyway, uh, NFC South. Moving into the NFC South, we'll start with the uh, New Orleans Saints. The Saints will be the number one seed. Number one seed in the, in the playoffs. On the NFC side. And Murray... Wow. Will fill the Ingram role flawlessly. You won't even notice the difference. Wow, Latavius will yep. fill the number one. He's role. gonna fill that power role, right? Right, in, <clears throat> and and him and um, Murray's gonna fill that Ingram role and and uh, and uh, complement Kamara perfectly. Uh, and I I'm actually going a little bit different on this one. I believe Alvin Kamara takes the number one role. And he will be the number one running back over there in... Well, they're uh, still going to do a one-two punch, though. Uh, they, they could, but I believe Alvin Kamara takes that number one role, and Alvin Kamara rolls with it. He will have a breakout 1,000-plus yard rushing season, um, and Latavius is going to kind of enjoy a five 600-yard little romp there, I guess you could call it. Which is kind of what I'm yeah. predicting, too, though. I mean, in, in a way. Because 600 yards is great for a backup. I, in a way, um, I do have another prediction for the Saints. The Saints will not win the NFC South. I don't believe that they win the NFC South. I believe that the Atlanta Falcons will win the NFC oh, South. I got something interesting there, too. And uh, Julio Jones will have a huge monster season that closes in on the Calvin Johnson numbers of mm. a few years back. All you got for the Saints? That, that's well. That was my Falcons one. But. Okay, well, we're, we're in the Falcons. <laughs> yeah. But um, what I got for the Falcons is I got one major one, but kind of goes hand in hand with yours, right? Um, Matt Ryan to outplay Breeze statistically in the second straight season. Wow. Yards, touchdowns, interceptions. Ooh. 
He did it last year. I like Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan's a, an overlooked quarterback. Yes, he, he is. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, as far as I'm concerned. I, I think he's very impressive. Does he have the weapons? Yeah. Um, same time, you know, he's he's a hell of a quarterback. He's very smart. He knows what he's doing. He's getting a little older. I think Matt Ryan is looking for that Super Bowl. He's looking for that ring. Falcons are going to sit as the five seed with 13 wins. Oof. Wow. So you expect the Saints to, to be going pissed off. 14, 15 14. wins. Wow. It's going to be much like the uh, the, the Chiefs Chargers situation last year. Wow. Because if, if, if divisions <clears throat> didn't matter, Chiefs and Chargers would have, would have been one and two. Yeah. Yeah. But I think Saints are pissed off. Mm-hmm. Now, um, in the NFC South, uh, Carolina Panthers, I believe Cam Newton suffers this year without a true number one receiver. And DJ Moore proves that what well, he wants and for all is a bust when it comes to uh, his ability as a receiver in the NFL. See, I support that because I'm saying, first one, I'm saying McCaffrey to lead the league in scrimmage yards. Well, that's, I mean, that's not completely off base. Um, he does have some competition in guys like Saquon Barkley. Um, and like a Gordon. Yeah. And, uh, yeah there's Gurley, if he's healthy, right. Bell. Like there's, there's guys that are going to be there to challenge it. Right. So, I mean, in scrimmage yards, though, I could see it in scrimmage yards. Definitely not in rushing yards, but but in scrimmage no, yards. No, because those scrimmage guys, because Zeke's going to be a uh, ball. Yeah. <laughs> the ball's going to be in his hands whenever possible. Yeah, as much as humanly possible. But because of the lack of receivers, McCaffrey will have will lead the team in receiving touchdowns. <laughs> ah, there it is. There it is. I like that, actually. I, I like that a lot. I think that's very fair. You know what I almost did? What's happening? I almost pulled the same prediction of what happened to the Chiefs some years ago with Alex Smith. They went a whole season without without a a, 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 a receiver in general right. having a touchdown. I almost said that. Ooh. I, I, I like the, the Carolina prediction. I like that Christian McCaffrey one. That, that was actually... It, it's not only bold, but it's completely doable. That's the thing about it. And and I, I and Olsen will be number yeah. two in, in, in touchdowns. So a receiver will be, will be third at best at receiving, and receiving touchdowns. Yes. Wow, wow! I like that. I, I do. I like that a lot. That's that's a good one. Um, now, as far as the Tampa Bay, oh boy, uh, poor Bucks. guys. Oh, I mean. What a team to end this half on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a sad day in the neighborhood. Um, you want to go first with the Bucks? Sure. Okay. Winston will be playing his last season as a Buccaneer. And, yeah, and a lot of a lot of news outlets and things like that are predicting Jameis Winston to, um, you know, have a breakout year and and. You know how Bruce Arians is going to save the day, and how Jameis Winston's going to, you know, blow up and be incredible. I don't think that's the case. I think Jameis Winston, he he'll be done as a buck. They will not extend him, and he will be done. Um, it, it's just I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. And lastly, the Buccaneers will have the league's worst rush attack. And that wouldn't surprise me um, with guys like Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber hang, hanging around. Um, they don't have a number one back there, like no. a true number one back. And and they they didn't have that last year, and it, it showed. It definitely showed. Yeah, they rated 26 in the league in <clears throat> rushing. I think they dropped a 32. Yeah. A confident 32. A confident 32. 
Um, and that's where my uh, my Vikings sat at 31 last year. So, I mean, I, I know how much that sucks. Uh, but, yeah, I agree with you. It, it that'll be Their offense is not looking very potent outside of guys like Mike Evans. However, um, Devin White, he will become one of the league's premier linebackers. And I believe Devin White will be considered for uh, the best linebacker in the league. He, he'll be a pro bowler. All right. I like it. Um, I also believe that Endomican Sue has a bounce back here and sets the world on fire as the defensive tackle of the, uh, the Bucks here. And I think he returns to his old Detroit lie downs form. I think that's, that's fair. I like that one too. So those are our predictions, our bold ones for the NFC South standings. standings. I'm going to go Atlanta, New Orleans, Carolina, Tampa Bay. And I'm going New Orleans, Atlanta, Carolina, Tampa. Mm. And I, I, I think it's no doubt in anybody's mind that Tampa's going to wind up in last. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think uh, we're both in the same, same page with uh, Atlanta and New Orleans just flip up a little bit. They're yeah. both going to be um, juggernaut teams as they have been in the last few seasons. Yeah, they're, they're going to be big boys. And uh, with that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be back with the AFC Bold Predictions. And uh, then we're going to, um, next show, I think we're going to start talking about, like, number standings. I think we'll yep. start talking about that. Um, we got some preseason games right around the corner. We got all that starting up. So we're going to start going into all kinds of good stuff on our next episode. But uh, coming up it, right after the break here, we're going to take a quick break. And then we're going to get back to our AFC predictions uh, right here on the Outside Blitz. At It's Your Time Massage, you get all the benefits of one of the larger massage chain parlors, but in a more intimate and personal setting. With four years' experience, massage therapist and owner Amanda Yata's goal is to help people in a natural way offering Swedish deep tissue, pregnancy, aromatherapy, and sports massages. You will feel better and have more energy in just one hour. It's Your Time Massage is offered in-home, Amanda's, or yours. With the rates ranging from $55 to $130, you get professional quality at an affordable rate. Contact Amanda today at 313-686-4347 or online at iytmassage.com. It's Your Time Massage. A natural way to improve your well-being. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Outside Blitz. I am uh, your host, the fabulous Scotty Freytown, along with the uh, tenacious, titillating... Tweetastic, Tyler D. This just keeps longer and longer. I'm just going to keep going here? with the T stuff. That's <laughs> that's what I'm rolling with. So Tyler, we are back. We're we're looking at the uh, AFC side of things for our bold predictions for each division. Um, and you know what? I believe uh, we've got we're we're going to finish out this episode strong. Is what I think because the AFC is is an interesting little uh, group right now. Um, with all the scandals and with all of the different uh, great draft picks, really. A lot of the AFC teams drafted really, really, really well. Um, I think this is going to be the AFC, the, this conference is going to be much more exciting than the NFC conference, and there's going to be a lot more bold stuff going on in the AFC as opposed to the NFC. 
Um, and I'm going to let you, because your team is on the AFC, I'm going to let you kick off the AFC side. Um, whichever way you want to start, you can go well, we'll ahead. Start, we'll start in the East. In the East. Um, we'll start with the uh, division winners there, the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Just kind of, I want to start it off on a, on, a, on a blockbuster. Oh, gosh. Brady will not be a top 10 quarterback this year. Wow. He was already 7-8 last season. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this it's it, to me it's not incredibly out there. He's narrowing down, though. And yeah. the Patriots, while they win the division, will go into the playoffs as the lowest seed they have in this, in the Brady era, pretty much. They will be the four seed. Wow. Okay. I, I think that's actually pretty fair. I, I, I really do, especially with the loss of Gronk. Um, that's going to be huge. Because Brady did not throw. He threw for, 30, for 29 touchdowns. Yeah. He he didn't he didn't have a, a, a Brady year. Um, no, he he did not have a Brady year. Um, I am going to go ahead and agree that Tom Brady will not be a top ten quarterback this year. Um, I think he will be more middle of the pack, fifteen, uh, fourteen. But and that's my elaboration on that one. However, Nikhil Harry, I believe that he'll be a top ten receiver this year. Um, in his rookie okay. season, I think he has a big, big year for uh, Brady and the Pats. I think that it it comes it, he'll come into play in in more of a way. He'll be more of an impact player than Julian Edelman, and I think that it'll him and Edelman will become sort of the second coming of the Moss Welker combo. Yeah, I think that's fair. I could I could see that. On to the Jets. The Jets will be this year's <clears throat> Cleveland Browns. In what way? Seven and nine, eight and eight. Okay. Upsetting teams left and right. Playoffs next season. Okay, that that's fair. That's fair. Not uh, this season. Next season. Give give uh Darnold one big year to start to improve. He's got a better running back on at. To, to at, uh, at his disposal now, mm-hmm. they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna beat the Patriots once this year. They're gonna they're gonna beat some teams they shouldn't beat the way the Browns did last year and right. beating the Ravens or the Steelers and stuff like that. I believe Sam Darnold breaks four thousand yards. Yeah, so we're on the same page. Yeah, I believe Sam Darnold breaks four thousand yards. A lot of that will be attributed to the Le'Veon Bell addition. Um, I think uh, your boy, also C.J. Mosley, will be in the discussion for NFL Defensive Player of the Year. And with that, with all that being said, I, I think the Jets can have a, have a decent year. I mean, you're, we're comparing it to what they did last year, bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Um, it won't be nothing in the division. It won't be enough to make the playoffs. No. This season. This season. But they're they're on the upswing. Yes. I, I think that's fair to say. Um, moving on to the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Just that look. <laughs> that look was terrible. <laughs> Josh Allen's slump continues. Uh-huh. My big one here is... Sean McCoy mm-hmm. drops to third in the depth chart. Wow, really? Really? Frank Gore and the Rook take over. Frank Gore and the Rook. Who's the Rook? Oh, it's what's his name? Uh, oh, what's his name? How helpful. How helpful. I was looking at this earlier. You're, so, it, you're, you're talking about um, Devin Singletary? Yeah. Okay. So, Frank Gore... And Singletary take over. You think Gore is going to outdo him? Outdo McCoy, easy. Okay. Um, McCoy had a rough go at things last year. I agree on the Josh Allen slump. I I think Josh Allen will be he'll he will become the second coming of Nate Peterman. 
I believe that you're going to see interceptions upon interceptions. You're going to see him running all over the place, and, and he's going to get hit. He's going to fall apart. You're, you're going to see uh, a lot of bad passes, a lot of bad reads. The, the guy is just not a pro-ready quarterback, and, and while he may have the arm power, he doesn't have the accuracy, he doesn't have the confidence, he doesn't have the line. Um, I will say the Buffalo Bills, after last year, and I don't know that how bold this necessarily is um, because of where they wound up last year, but I believe this year the Buffalo Bills will have the number one ranked defense in the league. They ranked number two last year. Bold, but not incredibly. Mm, not incredibly, but at the same time to say that a team is going to be the number one defense, I believe that's very bold, especially okay. when it comes to the Buffalo Bills. I think it was a surprise that they were number two last well, year. Well, I think they had the number two rush defense. They were the number two overall defense. Um, I, I, I could be wrong on that. I will have to look into that. Um, um but but no, I, I I I can see this. I'm not gonna say I agree with it, but I can, I can definitely see yeah. it happening. The Buffalo Bills had had a scary scary uh, defense last year. I I just thought it mm -hmm. was, and and they they lit up certain teams. They they lit up the uh, they and then they were not. And oh well, that's postseason. I'll have to go to the regular season. Um, they were a a powerhouse defense um, in certain occasions. Um, flip flop it. Oh, it's got to be flip flopped. They were number you're, two. You're, last you're year. right. You're they right. Were number two last year. I thought. I thought so. I was. I was looking at because I knew my Vikings were four, and Chicago was three. Um, they they were a, a very good defense. I believe the Buffalo Bills have the number one defense this upcoming season, um, and and that's a, a lot of it is in lieu partially to what Baltimore lost. Mm -hmm. um, I think you, you defense. You know, Baltimore was the number one ranked defense. Baltimore's defense was was in, just outstanding last year because of the pieces they had. They lost some very important ones, Mosley being the most important, I believe. Um, to me, Mosley the only important one. <laughs> and, and well, they they lost other parts of that well, defense though. They they lost um um Weddle, but mm -hmm. to me they upgraded with Earl. Yeah, and Earl they Thomas, lost yeah. Suggs, but to me, he lost a guy who wasn't even a, not even sixty percent. Um, snap guy. Right. I mean, Suggs, he was a team leader. I, I feel like... Yeah, the leadership, to me, is more than this. Right. But um, that's... that's we'll, we'll get to the, we'll get to the Ravens in a bit. But, but ultimately, I think I think that Buffalo will make that transition to a number one defense. It's good. It's bold. I like it. But will they... But they will still flounder based on the, the offense. bad offense and Josh Allen not being the guy. The Buffalo, basically, this year, Buffalo is going to be the opposite of the Chiefs. Right. Right. That's exactly what they're going to be. But they... They, except they're not going to get wins, Buffalo. They're, well, they're, you, <laughs> you, you can't run a team with zero offense, right? No and matter how good your defense and is, and that's what it's going to run into. They're they're going to be they're not going to have an offense. Okay. Miami oh. will be the worst team in the league. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, they've become a laughing stock over there. Really, Rosen yeah. will have a worse season this year. I don't know that that's possible, Tyler. <laughs> I don't. How many times on this show did we put him as number one of the Hall of Shame here of, yes, of the Forgetful this, Five? That's true. I mean, how often was he on that list? It was like a weekly thing. I, I mean, he was number one more times than any other player all the season. Just on the list in general. Yeah, and he was on the list in general almost every single game, every single week. I mean, it was terrible. It was bad. I, I mean, Josh Rosen. I mean, he's. If if there was like a hall of shame, he would surely have a bust in there for last season, for sure. He would have a, a bust of his face just sitting there, like like it was awful. It was absolutely miserable. Um, I don't know that he can get worse. 
I, I don't I don't know that that Josh Rosen legitimately can get worse than he got last year. I mean, I I, I want to look at his numbers, but I. I I mean, 2,278 yards, 11 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. He had a 55% completion percentage, 66 overall rating, almost a 67 Oof. to his credit. I mean, that that's pretty horrible. And and really, a lot of teams, a lot of uh, people were saying that he was the most pro-ready quarterback to come out of the draft. I, I, I don't know that Josh Rosen can get worse. I don't. Um, I think he'll be awful. That doesn't change. I think he'll be absolutely <laughs> disgustingly oh, miserable. Um, I, I know what you're doing. They don't got me. I, I, Jake, Jake Rudolph. <laughs> well, Ryan Fitzpatrick, got, I guess. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I think. Ooh, can I say uh, this? Ryan Fitzpatrick will win more games than Josh Rosen. I, I think that's fair. I think that's fair to say as well. Um, I. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, I, it's hard to find. Um, it's hard to find a bright spot when it comes oh, to my. I got one. Offense. Who's that? Who's that? Um, backup from a uh, Saints that they use him in, in the in the game sometimes. A quarterback. The backup quarterback. Are you talking the former Viking? Like they they pass to him and stuff and like they they, they oh place for him. Jesus Christ I I forgot his name he will have more passing touchdowns than Josh Rosen this season oh. <laughs> you are just <laughs> hating on Rosen just hating this guy oh my lord oh it, it's gonna be bad I I Taysom Hill yeah Taysom, Taysom Hill. Hill will have yeah. more passing touchdowns yeah, than Josh Hill. Rosen he he's a hell of a player um. <clears throat> Here's what I will say regarding the, the upcoming season. Xavier Howard will wind up being a top three corner this year. Xavier okay. uh, Howard just came off of a monster season. I believe he'll be a top three corner. And Kenyon Drake, Kenyon Drake will wind up being a top 15 running back this year for the Miami Dolphins. And that's saying a lot because Kenyon Drake didn't do anything last year. No, he did not. He was awful. But I believe Kenyon Drake comes out of his funk. I think Kenyon Drake will show up. He'll be a top 15 runner. People will look at him and go, wow, hey, he's not so bad. He had 535 yards last year. This year he'll have a breakout season. Okay. Division rankings. Division rankings. I'm going Patriots, obviously. I think that's that's a no-brainer. Jets. Buffalo, Miami. That's what I got. <laughs> I think I don't think you have a choice. <laughs> I, I, it's, th- this one was it's probably the easiest division to predict because of of what we're seeing here. Um, next up, Tyler, the North, the North, the Ravens, the Ravens. Lamar Jackson Ugh. improves. What? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. He, he his yards. Per game goes up a little. His touchdowns per game goes up a little. His accuracy goes up a little. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking fractions. Oh Jesus. Um, but um, the the uh, amount of time that teams have had to um study him and it's gonna be you're gonna see a lot more games like the Chargers game. Um, teams knowing him is gonna be is gonna improve more than Lamar's gonna improve. If that may, if, if if you're following me. Mm-hmm. I understand. So. Um, in turn, the Ravens are going to miss the playoffs okay. because Lamar didn't improve enough 
to to counteract the other teams learning his run style. That I can agree with. I think teams are going to figure him out very Cause, quickly because it, it's hard, much like Rosen, but in a different way. It's hard not for him not to improve statistically from a passing standpoint because he wasn't great. Mm-hmm. But I I do think he's going to get that average over two hundred, right? Um, yards per game. It was more like 160, 170. I, I, I think he gets that his pass per game average of over 200. Okay. But I don't think he's going to get enough touchdowns. He's not, he's not going to be productive enough to get the job done being, being the guy for 16 games. Mm-hmm. I think Lamar Jackson falters this year because teams will have figured him out. Um, I think he falls apart very, very quickly. I, I think Robert Griffin III will come in late in the season, probably week 10, 11, and, and they will try and fix things using Robert Griffin III. The one shiny, bright spot on that Ravens offense, I know you hate him, but I'm going to tell you anyway, Marquise Hollywood Brown will have himself a year. I think a it's definitely, I, I, can, I can agree with that. I think Hollywood Brown breaks 1,000. I think Hollywood Brown breaks six, seven touchdowns. I think he's going to have a big, big year. Um Hollywood Brown's going to be going to be the the guy that the the receiver that Baltimore has been looking for for the last several years to be the guy, um, that number one guy, and and I think Hollywood Brown winds up being being a monster. Um, the other thing I have is that the Baltimore Ravens will continue to have a top five defense. Um, I believe firmly that that the addition of Earl Thomas is is huge. I think that that they they're going to continue to have a top five defense, um, no matter what goes on. It's a defensive mind. That team. that was my other bold prediction. The Ravens, despite the on paper losses, will maintain the top five defense. Not one, but will be top five. Mm-hmm. To me, they were too quiet defensively in free agency. There's is that famous? There's something we don't know. Right. There's something about those talents that haven't gotten to see the field time yep. that they see something in that we just haven't got to see. Yep, and I've got one other bold prediction for you, and that is that Mark Ingram falls apart this season. I believe Mark Ingram is going to just eat it. Um, and I believe that uh, Justice Hill winds up being the starting running back um, so he leapfrogs Ingram and Gus? I believe he does. I believe mm. Gus the Bus will be moved into that fullback position because he's a big bruiser. I believe Justice Hill is going to wind up being the big runner. He's going to have a breakout year. See, I think I think Ingram's going to have himself a good year. Because he didn't say anything massive. He wants to keep himself going. I, I think he's going to have a good year. It, it, and, you know, that, may, that might very well be. I think he's hurt by week six. Hmm. But... Ravens are a team that could survive that at running back this year because they right. do have the depth. They do have the depth, and that's that's a big thing for them. I, I think they do have the depth. I think Justice Hill and Gus could make a, a very, very good one-two punch. They could. Being very different types of backs. Yeah, they could. A very, very work-done Mike Allstott type deal. But to me, I, I believe that, that Justice Hill will wind up being the guy over Mark Ingram. Steelers. Oh. Juju struggles without a viable number two. Ah, that that is actually pretty powerful. Does not break a thousand. That's even more powerful. Um, and I and I I am a huge fan of Juju. I just do not think there's anyone there that's going to help take any pressure off him. Yeah, James Washington is not the guy. No, 
No, I, and I think they're expecting James Washington to become the guy. That's that's what I, I believe. I, I, I just want to make it clear. Um, and they, they got Moncrief too, I think. But yeah, uh, Dante Moncrief came over. Um, I love Juju. I think Juju's going to be something special in this league. They just haven't given him enough for him to be dangerous on his own. So they're just going to be watching his ass all game. Okay. I believe T.J. Watt goes from a good running back to an elite, or a good linebacker, rather, to an elite linebacker. I can see that. I believe T.J. Watt, um, he, he blows up. And uh, I, I want to see him become one of the best linebackers in the league. I think he will. Um, I also believe that Mason Rudolph will see more field time than Ben Roethlisberger would like. So you think he's going to get hurt? I think Ben Roethlisberger will be on the bench at some point, whether he gets pulled. Why would he get pulled? Because of bad play. Or because he gets hurt. And Mason Rudolph rolls into the game and, and sucks. And plays well. I believe in Mason Rudolph. I've, I've believed in Mason Rudolph since he got drafted. I think Mason Rudolph comes out and plays well for the, the Steelers if he winds up in, a, in an in-game situation. All right. Browns. The Browns. The most talked about team of the offseason. They have been the most talked about team in the offseason. So I'll be curious to see if, if we're both buying the hype or counteracting the hype. Um, Go ahead. I'm going to say that the Cleveland Browns finish in second place this year in the division. I believe that the the current hype of the Pittsburgh Steelers is, uh, or I'm sorry, of the Cleveland Browns is, uh, very super teamish, um, if you will. Uh, we remember what happened with with um, the super team of yesteryear uh, when it came to uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, and now we're looking at a Cleveland Browns team that is stacked with superstar upon superstar upon superstar upon superstar. You see all these big names coming in, and and people are talking, and we we remember um, you know all that talk that went into the Philadelphia Eagles and how they faltered that year and only well, I think they only had what six wins that that year when the Eagles like or that. something like that they faltered they didn't win the division they didn't go to the playoffs they didn't do anything that they they wanted I believe they go second place this year they will make the playoffs um, I understand that the goal and in the dream of every Clevelander out there is Super Bowl Super Bowl Super Bowl Super Bowl I don't think that's the case. Um, but I do. I will say that I believe both Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry will break a thousand. I believe Nick Chubb breaks a thousand, and I believe Baker Mayfield becomes a top ten quarterback this year. So you've kind of changed your tune a little bit because I remember we were talking about records and stuff. We were talking mm -hmm. talk about records, and you mentioned the Ravens going ten and six. So you're kind of backing off that a little bit. Um. A little bit, yes, because Which, that, that, that that's more agreement with me. I think they're going more eight and eight. Mm. But uh, back to the Browns, um, I got the Browns having two one thousand yard receivers, mm -hmm. specifically Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry, right? And I got Baker Mayfield breaking four thousand yards and breaking thirty touchdowns. That is, I think, very very fair. I think that's fair. I also will say I believe the Cleveland Browns will have a top five uh, top five defense this year. On the on the back of guys like Denzel Ward, Miles Garrett, I mean you, it's Sheldon Richardson. I mean just going right down the line, you've got a who's who of, of great players. Olivier Vernon. Um, I believe that the the Cleveland Browns will have a top five defense. 
I can see that. And I think that's very fair. And and I'm going to – I have to backtrack here. Um, top five defenses, I, I didn't get to mention this. I forgot to mention this before the break, way, way, way before. Minnesota Vikings will have a top five defense as well. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Now, um, how about the Bengals? The Bengals. Are we – so are are we talking Bengals or Bungles? Uh, I don't know. You, you never really know what you're going to get with the the Bengals. The Bengals will win less than six games. I agree. The reason will will have nothing to do with the offense. The defense will be their crutch as they will go as the worst defense in the league. Ooh, that one's. That one's nasty. They lost their heavy hitter in Perfect. Yes, he kind of cost them in penalty yards occasion, but he was also a very good player. Well, the the Bengals are going to have a very very tough time. I think on both sides of the ball. Um, I believe that Billy Price ultimately winds up being one of the best offensive linemen in football this year. I'm going to start there because I believe in Billy Price. I always have. I like Billy Price. So I'll start with that. Um, next up, I'm going to say that A.J. Green doesn't play more than eight games this year. Wow. And I'm also going to say that Tyler Boyd winds up being a 1,000-plus yard receiver. I'm going to go as far as saying 1,200-yard receiver. And I'm also going to say John Ross will be an 800-yard receiver. I'm also going to say that Joe Mixon will be – Within a hundred yards of a thousand, um, I'll say he breaks that nine hundred yard mark. And even though the in in Andy Dalton, I will say will lead the league in amount of time sacked this year. Um, and and I'll say this, even though. This will all have nothing to do, and the losses will have nothing to do with Andy Dalton. I believe that because of the loss of Jonah Williams, I believe that Andy Dalton will get sacked out of his shoes this year. I think he will have a ton of fumbles this year. I believe that Zach Taylor is the head coach. He's never been a head coach in the NFL before. I think he will falter and fail. Um, I believe the offense will still perform at a high level, even with all the injuries. But I do believe that the defense, I agree with you, will be the the reason that they fall apart. However, Andy Dalton will gain all the blame in spite of the fact that the defense was the reason that they did not perform well. And Andy Dalton will be let go at the end of the season. Wow. Wow. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, and I like Andy Dalton. I think he's a good player. Good football player, good good quarterback, but Andy Dalton has not been given the tools to succeed completely. He is he's just not. He hasn't. You're right. <clears throat> he's been given receivers. Wahoo! You can give a guy receivers all day long. If the Vikings are any indicator, you can give him the best one-two punch receivers in the league in Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. But if Kirk Cousins doesn't have the protection, he's going to get blasted. He's going to get thrown around. It's going to be bad. And guess what? Here's Andy Dalton. They draft this this great Jonah Williams, and what happens? Torn ACL, out for the season, and Andy Dalton's going to get pounded into the ground again. It's going to happen again. And I, I, you know, it sucks. I'd like to see Andy Dalton successful, but Andy Dalton will be gone at the end of the season. 
And I don't know how long A.J. Green has on his contract. I think he just signed. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I think A.J. Green has been, he's he's proven to be so injury prone throughout. I mean, he's a free agent as of 2020. So he's in a contract year. So I, I think that A.J. Green also goes out the door at the end of the season because of his injury-prone ways, and and he'll go elsewhere. But, you know, A.J. Green and Andy Dalton, I think, will both be going bye-bye at the end of the season. I feel very confident in that. Wow. Going south. Mm-hmm. The Colts. Well, wait a minute. Hold up. Standings. Oh, you're right. I'm going to go ahead and say Pittsburgh will take the division. I believe that even though uh, Ben Roethlisberger will see sidelines, and I don't think Juju will be as productive, I think you are going to get enough production out of guys like James Conner, who is going to put the team on his back, and that Pittsburgh old-time defense, and I think Pittsburgh's going to wind up taking the division. And then I think Cleveland, I think Pittsburgh and Cleveland both make playoffs this year. Um, Then I'm going to go ahead and go Baltimore, and then I'm going to go ahead and go Cincinnati. I got one team going for the North. It will be the Browns, mm-hmm. then the Ravens, then the Steelers, then the Bengals. The mm. Browns are going to landslide the division. You think so? Yes. Wow. You're, you're on the super team train. I am. Oh, he's on the super team train. You see that? This is what happens, and I'm gonna, now they're going to fall apart. See, you jinxed it, Tyler. Good. You jinxed it. Good. Oh, gee. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Ravens fan. See, he jinxed it. Either way, I can't see two teams making it, though, with, 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 with Colts and Texans and Chargers and Chiefs. It's, it'd, be, it'd be a lot for one of those four to miss. It's a possibility. Um, but we are getting those two divisions, so we'll, right. we'll dive more We'll, we'll get into it. Um, so now we're going to the AFC South. Yeah, and we'll start with the Colts. Okay, we'll start with the Colts. Go ahead. Andrew Luck will be the number one quarterback in the league statistically. Wow, okay. He was already number two last season. Yeah, I know we are card-carrying members of the Andrew Luck fan club. But So I, I just want to have a disclaimer here. Like, I'm not out of my mind because he was number two last season. Yeah. Um, but he will finish the job and be number one. But they will lose the division. Ooh. Number one quarterback in the league loses the division. Yes. Because the defense won't be enough to keep to get to get him all the way there. Now that defense was pretty good last year. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. I mean it wasn't bad. They yeah, I'm not saying it's gonna be bad, but I'm saying the difference between them and uh, some other teams we're gonna talk about is gonna be the difference maker there. Gotcha. Um I'm going to go out and I'm going to I'm going to go right out there. I'm going to say Eric Ebron continues what he's doing in a Colts uniform and puts up the same type of numbers as he did last year. I will say that Marlon Mack becomes a top ten rusher in the league this upcoming season. I believe in Marlon Mack. Um, I, I just think he is is going to be something really special to watch. And I am going to go ahead and say at some point, T. Y. Hilton will put up one game of 200-plus yards uh, this season. I believe that that T.Y. Hilton is the real deal, and Devin Funches will flounder. He will not be the number two. Funches is garbage. He is garbage. I don't buy him. Uh, Quentin Nelson will continue to dominate, though. The Texans. Mm -hmm. Fuller will, will return to his strong, to his, the style that he had during his strong start before he got hurt last season. Okay. Because he was on fire yeah. for went down. And the Texans will claim the number two seed. The number two seed in, in the AFC. Yes. Ooh. They will get a bye. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to say that 
number one, uh, Deshaun Watson will wind up putting up top three quarterback numbers this year. And I can see that with, with me get, making them a, a stellar team, mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson be a big part of that. Yep. Um, I believe Lamar Miller breaks 1,100 yards this year. Now, that's bold. Yep, I believe he's been, he does. He's been, uh, he's been uh, rough on the edges the last couple of seasons. Yep. I believe Lamar Miller has a year, breaks 1,100. Um, and I also think that DeAndre Hopkins will lead the league in receiving yards this year. I don't call that bold. He's 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 the best receiver in the league. I don't think he's the best receiver in the league because he's 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 done it with garbage. Unless quarterbacks. Your, unless your name is Julio Jones, I don't think you're the best. He's receiver He's done it with garbage league. quarterbacks. I don't. Julio I don't, Jones has always had wonderful quarterbacks. Uh, uh, I don't know. Matt Schaub. Um, well, so I mean, Hopkins had Schaub too. Hopkins didn't have Schaub. Schaub was gone before Hopkins came along. Incorrect. He had him for two seasons, I believe. I'm gonna find out now. Now you got my, you got the the brain working here. The brain does work sometimes, but on occasion, on occasion. The journal, not at this moment, no. just, the brain's only working in the typing of the information that's gonna tell him that he's wrong. That I'm wrong. That I'm wrong. Come on. Now. While your slow computer's loading, um, what do you got for the Texans? Well, you were well, we already went. I already went with the Texans. I will also say that Jadavion Clowney is going to have himself a breakout year. If he doesn't get traded. I don't think he's going to get traded. I think he's going to stay a Texan. Um, and I think that he's going to have himself a breakout year. Um, I think he explodes this season. And he'll wind mm. up being huge for the uh, the Texans defense. How about the Titans? The Titans. My big, bold prediction. A.J. Brown will be an immediate star For the Tennessee Titans, he will be the number one receiver no matter what, in spite of the bad year that Marcus Mariota will have. He passes Corey Davis. I think he does. Okay. What I got is Marcus Mariota will not finish the year Mm -hmm. healthy. Okay. Um, He's going to have another good season. They're in playoff contention. Right. They they, they remember they went to the last game of the season facing the Colts, but they didn't have Mariota. Okay. But... Having Tannehill, a.k.a. the best backup in the, in the league, um, Tannehill will keep them in contention for the playoffs. They won't make it, but they'll keep them fighting. Yeah, yeah, I, I could see that. Mariota's been, been kind of on a downturn over the last uh, several years. Well, last season they should have made the playoffs if he was healthy. Before that, they did make the playoffs because of Mariota. Mm. And I'm going to... Uh, Say that the Houston, he only had him for the first season of his career. First season, okay. First season, 2013. I thought it was two. And he was only in for half the season because Matt Schaub wound up getting pulled. <laughs> that was the, <laughs> that was the uh, pick six year. Yeah. But my, back, back to my point, though. But then, but then from 14, 15, 16, Texans had garbage quarterbacks, but Hopkins was still putting up lead leading, num- lead leading numbers just about. I'd have to look up his numbers here. Um, you got anything else on the Titans? On the Titans, um, Derrick Henry is a monster. Oh, and he and continues it. He he will continue being a monster. I believe that that he is uh, going to be one of the scariest men in all of football. And I think Taylor Luan will come back. It, it here's my going to be my very bold prediction. I believe Mariota goes down in the games that Taylor Luan is gone. 
And when Taylor Luan comes back, he will properly protect Ryan Tannehill for the rest of the season. Hmm. And Ryan Tannehill will perform well. The Jaguars. The Jags. Ooh. Yuck. So in 2013, yeah, he did put up good numbers, 1,215, 954 in 2016. So I he didn't break 1,000. I believe he got hurt. You can see the receptions are down. Yep. Yep. But he. Because in the same, well, yeah, I mean, 14 arguably was his best season. Uh, with Matt Schaub in 2013, he, he had 802 yards. Which is his worst season. Yeah. <laughs> it's Matt Schaub. He was so bad that year. Um, but I digress. Now, when it comes to the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Jaguars' corners, Ramsey and Bouye, will no longer be considered two of the best corners in the league after this season. I believe the Jacksonville Jaguars' defense drops out of the top ten. And the legendary Nick Foles will flounder horrendously in such a way that he will be pulled off of the field because of bad play by Week 10. Wow. I am not a Nick Foles fan. I'm, I'm done with this magical Nick Foles crap. He's I'm going to back up on you one little bit because you mentioned um, cornerback tandems. Mm -hmm. I'm going to back up some of the, to the Ravens. Okay. Um, I forgot to mention this one. I believe that that Humphrey and Jimmy will be the will be the best. Okay, well, I'm not gonna go that far. Um, the Ravens will by far have the most productive secondary in this in the league. And I could see that because they've got a lot of stars there. Because um, what well, and they and they very well could be the best one-two punch too, it, depending on how Jimmy Smith plays. Mm -hmm. To me, Humphrey's not the concern. Right. It's Jimmy Smith and his age. I think between you have Humphrey that's going to be, then you got Smith, Carr, Young, and the other depth that, that can make up for it, and then you still got your safeties that are that are arguably two of the two of the best tandems in the league as well. Right from the secondary standpoint, right, you're looking at Ravens being the best secondary in the league by by a, by a country mile. Yeah, what's yeah. going to drop them out and into like more of the three, four, five range is going to be the uh, pass rush. I can see that. Now, when it comes to the Jags. Um, their entire offense will be based around the production of Leonard Fournette. If Fournette does not produce, their whole offense won't produce. Their defense is going to struggle. It all depends on Leonard Fournette putting the team on his back. I believe Fournette has a break, has a, a bounce back year, but I don't think Nick Foles can hold up his end of the $22 million bargain the Jaguars made for him. I believe that the Jacksonville Jaguars fall apart this year, and I believe that they will be dead last in that division. I don't think you can pull Nick Foles no matter how bad he does just because of their debt. <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, Tanner Second Lee. string, Tanner Lee, Tanner third Lee. string, Gardner Mishu. Yep, Tanner Lee. Who and who? I think you pull Foles, but I think they're going to give Tanner Lee a shot. I think they will. I I don't think Nick Foles. No, I don't. I agree on Foles. Like so, my my predictions is Foles is going is going to be a complete bust, and they're going to finish dead last in the division mm -hmm. on the same page. But I don't think Foles gets pulled. You don't think, I they think they're going to they're going to they're going to rock the shit show to the bitter end? Oh gosh, Nick Foles is. Uh, I I'm still firmly believing that that was the worst signing in football. Um, this offseason, I just I don't buy Nick Foles, and everybody else seems to love this guy, and I just don't. And I understand that, you know, he was a former playoff quarterback. I get it, and and you know, I I wasn't surprised when he came into the playoffs and did well. 
leading the Eagles all the way to the bowl. I, I was surprised that he got him to the bowl, but at the same time, it was I wasn't as surprised because he had been to the playoffs, and we've seen him play well. But at the same time, what we learned about Nick Foles is that he performs well. He's a system guy, no different than Case Keenum, and he was just sitting in the proper system at the right time. Nick Foles will flounder in Jacksonville, and he will fall apart. 100%. That's, that's just the bottom line on it. Final standings? Final standings. I've got Colts. I've got Texans. Who else we got? Titans. Titans and Jags. Yeah, that's where so, I'm at. So, because of my bold prediction of them being number two seed, I got the Texans first, followed by the Colts right on their tail mm. as um, in, the, in the playoffs as well. Mm-hmm. Then the Titans, then the Jags. Yeah. I, I got the Titans and the Ravens and the Steelers basically being those um, teams fighting to the bitter end to try to make it, but none of the three will make it. Mm-hmm. That that could be a possibility. Now, um, moving on. Last but not least, the West. AFC West, arguably one of the hottest divisions in football right now. I mean, fun division. Yes. Fun football to watch. We'll start with the defending champions. Defending champion Chiefs. Um, wow. Shoot, Tyler. Go for Mahomes it. Mahomes has another strong season. Mm-hmm. Equivalent to last season. But a little less. I mean, he, I mean, he was basically a monster last season. Yeah. It's hard to re-predict that. He'll have a top five quarterback <clears throat> performance. Is what I'm going to is what I'm going to say. Okay. But the defense will cost them the division again. Or well, they they won okay. they won the division last year, but the defense will cost them the division. Who's going to take the division? Chargers. Okay, fair. That's that's Who? fair. Chargers were the five C going thirteen and three. Mm. So. I mean, they're right on their goddamn tail. Yep. So I will I will agree with you there. Here's what I'll say. I'm going to say the Honey Badger is going to have a monster season this year. And bring the defense to he will bring Yeah, he will bring the defense up in a big way. I think Damian Williams, as the starting running back, explodes. And people will be surprised when the 27-year-old journeyman explodes and has himself a career year. He will get re-signed at the end of the season to a large, large deal. Well, well he got signed to a three-year extension. Say, I'm going to say this, and here's my bold prediction for people listening. If you don't think that Andy Reid's going to have a top-five running back, no matter what his name is, it could be Joe Schmo, it could be Scotty Freytown, it could be Tyler Dean. Mm-hmm. They're going to be a top-five running back if your head coach is Andy fucking Reid. Yeah, if Andy, if it's Andy Reid, you're going to be a, a top runner. I, I'm sorry, and, and everybody says, oh... You know, I, I've heard a lot of people say you know, Andy Reid's the running back whisper, and then I've also heard people say Andy Reid. You know, well, I don't think he's that good. You know what? Andy Reid, the, also the quarterback whisper. <clears throat> yeah, he he's turned this team, this Kansas City Chiefs team, into a juggernaut, and you you can't overlook that. You just can't. Um, I believe that Frank Clark has a monster monster year for the Kansas City Chiefs. He will break 15 sacks. This year, um, that's number one. I think Pat. Uh, I think Patrick Mahomes has a down year. Um, I, I think it'll still be a very, very good year, but by comparison to last year, it will be a down year. I, I think we're on the same page in yep. that one. I, I believe that. Uh, and the other one, I believe Sammy Watkins has a breakout season this year. I, I believe agree with Sammy that. Watkins will go over twelve hundred yards this season, and he will have at least five touchdowns. I believe Sammy Watkins is ready for that that big breakout year. 
Um, at that same token, I think Tyreek Hill has another big year with Patrick Mahomes in spite of Watkins having the breakout year. And Watkins will pull up, put up number one numbers. He will have number one numbers, and he will have better numbers than Tyreek Hill. Which we didn't talk about, but Tyreek Hill is officially off the hook. Yep, he's off the hook. He's back on. So I, I believe, but I still do believe that Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill will generate enough of a, a stink, and he will, he will generate enough attention and take enough attention that Sammy Watkins can blow up this year because of the year that Tyreek Hill had last year. Going on to the Chargers. The Chargers. I have the Chargers as the number one team in the AFC. I'm going to do you one better. I have the Chargers as the AFC representative in the Super Bowl. I can also agree with that. I, I believe that that is the case. Um, the Chargers are have just been waiting to explode. Um, I believe that they can they can go all the way this year, and I think we've been waiting for the Chargers to go all the way this year. You know, for for the last two years, really, and now they're finally going to take to it. I believe the Chargers will be the AFC representative in the Super Bowl this year. Am I allowed to contradict in another bold prediction? Go ahead. I, I'm going to contradict it, but I'm, I'm not meaning to. Rivers, I'm predicting to be the number two quarterback in the league. But I, to me, I want to say he's going to be the number one quarterback in the league. But I just got done saying Andrew Luck's going to be. I think you're talking Rivers and Luck on, on the conversation for MVP. Yeah, they could very well be. Um, I, I believe that, that that could be the case. Now, um, another bold prediction for the Chargers here. Uh, I believe that Austin Eckler, I know we talked about this earlier. I believe that Eckler, if Melvin Gordon doesn't return... Eckler becomes the number one rusher over there, and I believe Eckler puts up over 1,200 yards rushing this season. That's bold. Yeah, I, I, I believe, like it. I believe Eckler also, on top of that, to, to add to that equation, I think Eckler is one of the guys that leads the league in scrimmage yards this season. Mm. Um, and another guy that I think is long overlooked um, I think Mike Williams has a breakout season this year. Does he over? Does he outperform Keenan? I believe he outperforms Keenan Allen. Um, I think Mike Williams is going to wind up being the number one receiver in LA, which is kind of what he was drafted for, right? That, that is what he was drafted for last year. He had 664 yards. I believe that he, he breaks a thousand this year and has a career year. He will outperform. Um, uh, Keenan Allen, and the main reason that that'll happen is because of the absence of Tyrell Williams. Interesting. Broncos. The Broncos. Joe Flacco will have a down year and will make way for Drew Locke. I got I got Joe Flacco playing 16 games. Mm -hmm. um, he will start all 16 games, um, setting, up the, setting up the stage for for Drew Locke to start next season. Starts next season? Yep. Drew Locke mm. will not see a single snap in a regular game this year. Wow. Wow. I, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I could see it. Um, but you do got to remember that Joe Flacco is signed to a two-year deal. Um, um, the only, Okay. The only way Drew Locke sees time is because the Broncos are out, not because Flacco's not performing. Yep. I, I could see that. I think Flacco's going to play good enough to where it's like, you know what, it's like 
we're, we're, we, we, we can't compete with Chargers and, and Chiefs right now. Mm -hmm. um, I think the blame, and that's my next bold prediction, I believe that Emmanuel Sanders will have his worst career season. And I could see that. I, th I think he's slowing down. I, I think, can see I that. Think he's, I think he's done. Emmanuel Sanders doesn't have that same explosive speed that, that we've seen over the years. Um, I believe that the Broncos will have a top 10 defense this year. But I do believe that Philip Lindsay is going to wind up eclipsing 1,000 yards. Um, and he Which will, he would have had he not gotten hurt. Yep, but he will be the number one running back. But I also feel that the number two tight end out of this rookie class will be Noah Fant. I believe in that wholeheartedly. I think he is just a tremendous tight end. He will be a breakout star this year, and, and he will be one of Joe Flacco's favorite targets. I think Noah Fant leads the team receiving yards. Really? That's bold. That That's a uh, hot take all day. You think Noah Fant leads the team in receiving yards? Yes. Wow. Wow. Okay. I'm I'm not mad at you for Followed it. Followed by Sutton. <clears throat> not and Sanders. Not Sanders. And and you know what? I could see Cortland Sutton actually leading the team. I, I, I would actually flip flop it too. I would say Sutton will probably lead the league or lead the team rather in receiving yards, and Noah Fant would be behind him. Um just because of the positional issue there. True. But um Noah Fant leading the team in receiving yards, and really, if you think about it, it's not something that's like super far off. Really, I mean, all he needs is about twelve hundred yards. Yeah, that would be enough to be at least close. And Noah Fant, I mean, he is a pass catching tight end. I I like that a lot. I'm also going to say that Von Miller, he will hit twenty plus sacks this year. I will say that, I, and I know that's not as bold because it is Von Miller, but at the same time, Von Miller is not. Uh, a super blitzer, I guess you could say. When he does blitz, he hits home. But I, I believe Von Miller will be um, doing a lot more. Last year he had 14-5. The year before that he had 10. I believe he hits 20-plus this year. I think he hits 20 to 21 sacks this year. Okay. So I think he's good for that. And the Raiders. The Raiders. Still Oakland for the last yeah, season. Yeah, well, it, it, it's is that what we're going with? Because yep, it's the I, last season, and they're going to Vegas. Uh, God, the Oakland Raiders. Tyrell Williams has a breakout season, over a thousand yards. I think he outdoes Antonio Brown. I agree. I I I believe in Tyrell Williams. I believe in his, his the young buck there. I believe in his speed. I believe in his hands. I believe in him wholeheartedly. Um, I am also going to say that the Oakland Raiders will have a uh, top 15 defense this year. I believe that the Oakland Raiders, um, with some of the players that they have on defense, they're actually pretty darn good. And they've picked up some some kind of diamonds in the rough. Guys like Vontae's perfect. Um, they, they've gone out and they've, they've got some good Solid. We got Brandon Marshall from Denver. You got Carl Joseph. I believe in in the Raiders. I believe the Raiders can can pull this off. You you have Ronald Alley at defensive tackle. I think they can pull this off. I think that they could actually have a top, a, a higher end defense. And I'm not going to sit there and say they're top five, but I believe in their defense. I I think they're they're going to be fine. And you got uh, Tavon Coney at linebacker as well. This is going to be fun to watch. 
Oh, boy. Derek Carr will be a top-ten quarterback. Okay, so he has a rebound. Yep, he will rebound, and um, he's going to reinstate my uh, membership in the in the Derek Carr fan club. You, know, you don't think Nate Peterman's going to come in and you know, throw throw uh, 30 interceptions in the game? You no, know, you don't think he's going to come in and light the world on fire? No, I'm not you. Who, who, uh, <laughs> think, I, I mean, I know John Gruden's a nut. Crazy John Gruden. <laughs> Crazy John Gruden. Oh, and let's not forget they picked up LaMarcus Joyner, too. I, I can't Derek, forget that. Derek Carr has a bounce back year and has and has one of the best quarterback performances of the season. Okay. But in a very tough division, and this is leading to the standings, uh-huh. um, they're going to go third or fourth or fourth in a division that's going to rack up the most wins of the rest of the league. Wow. Wow. I'm going Chargers. I'm going Chiefs. I'm going Denver. I'm going Raiders. I'm going that same order, but Raiders will finish at seven wins at last place. Wow. That's, yeah. That's a lot of, uh, that's a tight division, but not only that, that's a lot of winning for that division. The best division in football this season. Yeah. And that is our bold predictions for the upcoming season. Now, moving into our next episode, we're going to be going over, we've got the, the, um, We've got our. We're going to have our, our predictions as far as uh, uh, overall records. Um, we're going to be going through that, and and you know you could see you know right now we, we gave our, our predictions here as to where teams will land, but we're really going to. What what's cool about it is we get to go through the teams and we get to actually select who's going to win on a week to week basis. It takes about maybe what an hour. You know, yeah. It, it, yeah, it won't be next week because we're going to get through some preseason to uh, right. We're going to be talking see about how that. um uh, depth charts line up, see how things pan out yeah we'll be looking at some of that so right after week four of preseason we'll put out our uh week to week analysis but uh that's that's gonna be a cool thing and it really these predictions that we just threw out there you know just off the top of our head um may not wind up being paramount you know according to you know the week to week when we start looking at their actual schedules Mm -hmm. and going down the line so so you might see those change but ultimately um you know i think i think we've laid out everything pretty Clearly, <laughs> pretty pretty effectively here. Um, but with that, I, I believe we're done. We're all set for the show. It. That's it. That's it. This is uh, a, a, a different, little different format that we usually go through. I know we've we've had some time off. We've had some uh, some uh, little vacation time. I'll, I'll call it. You know, ever since uh, just after the draft, we've we've had a little vacation time. So uh, we are going to uh, be back on the air. Uh, what next week? Uh, be the Tuesday after. Yep, Tuesday, Tuesday after. after. So, um, like the fifth or sixth. Yeah, or something. We'll, we'll be back on the air pretty shortly here, and and we'll be getting. Not that uh, you guys care because it's yeah. not live. But. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but we're going to be getting some stuff back out there, and uh, you guys are going to be seeing us a lot more consistently. Consistently, we're not going to have uh, under normal circumstances. We wouldn't have the vacation like we had this this uh, off season. So I apologize for that. We're going to be back on the air uh, consistently all throughout the year. Uh, moving forward but thank you so much for listening thank you so much for being with us and uh we will see you next time right here on the outside blitz join us soon on the outside blitz and be sure to follow on facebook at facebook.com backslash the outside blitz and feel free to email us questions at the outside blitz at gmail.com